G'day and welcome to On The Esky, an Australian sports podcast where we like to wrap up the week that was in sport, drink a few scooey scooey moi moys and dribble on about all the big stories in the wide world of sport and a big week it was in the sporting arena, all the European football leagues wrapping up in the Champions League final last night, plus the IPL coming uh, to the end uh, with the final on tonight, so we'll look at uh, look back at the finals and preview tonight's big game. Uh, State of Origin just around the corner in the Rugby League, uh, plus a great Indigenous round uh, in both uh, codes of footy that we like to follow here in the NRL and the AFL. NBA Conference Finals, we've got a Game 7 tomorrow uh, between the Heat and the Celtics, uh, plus a final round uh, featuring some fight news, F1 and golf. Uh, please remember we have timestamps on the YouTube. You can skip to the sports that you like, uh, or if you're nuts about all things sports like we are, just listen to the whole damn thing. Please uh, consider giving us a subscription, little subby subby la la, and uh, follow on socials that we're not really posting on at the moment, but <laughs> probably will uh, when probably when when life starts to settle down a little bit. It's been a little bit busy uh, with you know babies and wedding planning and all the other stuff that you kind of got to do with, yeah. Yeah, as you grow up, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Adulting, adulting, yes, would be. <laughs> Well, normally three, four of us actually today, with Steam <laughs> joining us on the line from Adelaide. How are you, Steamer? Yeah, doing well. I think uh, it was good to hear from, you know, some of the fans out there that they, they're keen to have me back on. Love uh, some of the you know, contributions I make. So doing it for the fans today, you know, uh, keen to join your boys and talk some sport. And by fans, uh, you mean about four blokes in my group text that uh, seem to enjoy uh, your your insights uh, last time, especially when it comes to cricket and footy. So obviously a pleasure to have our resident expert um, in all things Aussie rules and IPL. Uh, Steam will join us for the first hour or so and then drop off, I believe. Um, and on my right, I have Monkey Magic, the Australian Jamie Vernon, if you will. He's very quick on a keyboard. Uh, and we like to start the show by shouting a beer to... Commend uh, excellent um, work in the sporting arena. Monks, who are you shedding a beer this week? How are you, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah, yeah going good. Um, yes, so this week, uh, probably a little less about recent successes. Um, this guy probably just needs a beer. Uh, Colton Herter, um, mm. the IndyCar racer over in America. He's probably pipped to be the replacement for Danny Rick mm-hmm. next year at McLaren. So if he gets a sack, yes. If he gets a sack. So I. A little bit conflicted about this one. How does that work? You get sacked from NASCAR but then going to the F1? Isn't that like a pro- uh, promotion? No. Or? Uh, Ricardo probably. Oh, sorry, from, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yes. From Ca- casual here. He'll get the call up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm like, that doesn't compute, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Um, but yeah, this this weekend, so I think, I believe it was yesterday actually, um, practice for the Indy 500 that's happening this weekend. Yep. Uh, came around a corner, back end, got a little bit loose on him, uh, ran the car into the wall. And then um, went into fucking then, orbit. <laughs> yes, he did. Did a full backflip, landed on the roof, skidding, skidding across the track on the roof. So, yeah, just shout uh, Colton Herder a beer. Walked away way. unscathed? Walked away unscathed. Uh, by all accounts, we'll still be racing. Um, we'll need a replacement car for the Indy 500, but... That is yeah, wild. If probably. you haven't seen that, check it out. Colton Herder walks away from scary crash during Indy 500 That's practice. Uh, good on him for walking away. That, that looked like... <laughs> Uh, you know, death. Essentially, looks, looks scary. Yeah, <laughs> very um, scary. Testament to the halo system. Yeah, that's, that's been, right. The modern technology um, in the cars implemented across all the open cockpit cars. So yeah, shouting you a beer this week just to calm the nerves and get ready for the big race. Indeed, enjoy, Colton. Shauna on my left. He's wearing his Maroons kit. We'll be chatting mm-hmm. all things mm-hmm. State of Origin uh, in about an hour or so. Uh, with the teams coming out. Uh, oh, 
this evening. But tonight four, and tomorrow. We're about five hours away, I think, from New South Wales teams. Yep. Shauna, who are you shouting a beer this week? Jumping, uh, jumping over to America, aren't we? Yes, yes. And I love to shout baseball out of beer <laughs> so I can get some baseball chat on, on the ASCII. Mm. Uh, but this one, not for anything uh, amazing in the ways of sporting feats, uh, but the talk of fantasy f- um, football. Amazing so, dribble. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Jock Peterson uh, was slapped during the week by Tommy Pham uh, over a fantasy football dispute <laughs> for one game. So, uh, can't, Tom, re- can't relate. Can't relate. Yeah, definitely can't relate. So yeah, Tommy did get a a match suspension, um, and Jock was uh, (laughs) funny character, of course, um, of wearing film uh, pearls. Sorry, wearing Mm. pearls fame in the World Series a couple of years ago. Uh, He was talking to the media on their group chat. Was kind of saying how. You know, he was making jokes about the um, Tommy's team and uh, and then Tommy kind of didn't take too well to that and then left the league after four or five weeks. But, uh, you know, to think that it all came together over fantasy football and these baseball players ended up slapping each other. It's the uh, Will Smith precedent. Yes. You yeah. can slap anyone these <laughs> yeah. days. And talk no, shit, get hit. So. No, re- no repercussions, open <laughs> yeah. hand, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But it, it, was, yeah. it was a funny story and it kind of just blew up all over the – the American Twitter feeds uh, for sports. The yeah. presser is pretty funny. He's literally talking to journos about his group chat and showing him the gifts that got exchanged, <laughs> 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 which led led to sl- said slapping. Uh, so check that out. Jock Peterson of Where's Pearl's fame uh, getting slapped. That's funny. <laughs> that funny. Steamer, I'll throw it over to you, mate. Who are you shouting to be this week? Yeah, I've only just been thinking about this in the last couple of minutes and um, – yeah, Monk shouting a beer to someone who just who just needs one. I was thinking actually uh, yesterday, uh, I might shout a beer to my uh, red-headed brother Jake Bowie from the Melbourne. Yeah, Bulls. yeah. Uh, like yeah, first time actually experiencing a loss mm. in his career. You know, quite uh, privileged to uh, just waltz straight into that uh, team that's uh, been dominating uh, so much at the end of last year and then start of this year. Mm. They've gone seventeen matches uh, without tasting defeat, but. Uh, yeah, last night wouldn't have known what to do with himself after uh, Dees went down uh, at the hands of Frio. So yeah, probably just needed a beer to. You know, as a as a Carlton fan, I can say uh, for most years, hmm. apart from this year, you do know what defeat um, is like, and and beer usually helps. So yeah, win, win or lose on the booze. <laughs> that's a t-shirt we should definitely get a t-shirt it's not origi- it's definitely not peppy original that's just g- no, no, general no, dribble Gen- general magoo's dribble yeah and it's also yeah. from someone that uh, can relate to losing a lot uh, it would be a weird feeling going 17 and 0 to start off your career but yeah we'll, we'll get stuck into that just after the cricket um, uh, the second week of Sir Doug Nichols round uh, paying homage to our indigenous uh, representatives uh, in footy um, so we'll get stuck into that in about half an hour after mm-hmm. the cricket. Uh, I'll do a quick shout of beer myself to Ezra Mam. Uh, he filled in for Adam Reynolds, big shoes to fill. Well, little shoes, I suppose, in terms of size, but uh, <laughs> metaphorically big shoes. Um, he Last Indigenous round uh, last year, he was actually uh, in doing one of the Indigenous dances down in Wagga. Uh, wasn't on an NRL list. Uh, and now, is a, I think he's a 19-year-old. Um, yes. Played seven for the Bronx. Yeah, second uh, game. And led them to a massive comeback uh, win on Friday night, um, which we'll get stuck into um, 
in a little bit. So, uh, did you see Cobbo's try celebration just staying on the the Indigenous team? Yeah, they're using they're, the corner post did you, as, a, as a didgeridoo. Playing a little bit of didgeridoo <laughs> on the corner post. I did like that. Uh, I'd love to. Mm, I probably wouldn't be able to learn, but you know how they do the reciprocal breathing on didgeridoos. It seems like it's just about impossible. <laughs> In through the nose, out through the mouth at the same time. Uh, yeah, good good stuff there from Ezra. A lot of pressure, uh, and the Broncos on a bit of a hot streak. We'll get stuck into that after mm-hmm. the cricket mop of the week. We like to hand out a mop for uh, disgusting behaviour, uh, usually in the sporting uh, arena. Uh, we, we spoke pre-show about how it's always good if you can give it out, you should also be able to receive. If yep. you can dish it, you can take it, et cetera, et cetera. We've, yep. I think we've done this before. I've given myself oh, one. I think we've given yeah. you one once yep. before. Marks, Sean miraculously escaped a mop. That's happened. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, just a, I'm a mop just generally every week. So. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just in the sub in the yeah. sub print. That's just just uh, asterisk, always mop. Yeah. Uh, Sean's the one that's collected all of the mops and just <laughs> handing them out each week. They're <laughs> <laughs> right. good just giving each other a little bit of curry on the internet. Like it, like it. A little bit of Steph Curry on the internet. Uh, mop of the week is myself for going to the club last night, having about 20 schooners uh, to celebrate our local footy team's victory over a team that hadn't uh, hadn't beaten them for about six years. Uh, and my 32-year-old brain thought, mate, get out of here about 9, 9.30. You'll make your 7 a.m. tea time. That's plenty of sleep. It was plenty of sleep. Uh, <laughs> uh, the alarm went off at 6am. I rolled over and said, absolutely no fucking chance. <laughs> Texted the boys. It was about two degrees here in Canberra and foggy. Uh, yeah. oh, yep. I said, sorry, I'm a piece of shit. I'm not coming. Um, and that was that. Got booted from the golf chat. Now I have to beg my way to get back into it. So <laughs> mop, mop of the week goes to me. Get at us in the comments if you've ever missed a golf Tea time early on a Sunday morning from drinking booze on a Saturday night. I can't imagine I'm the first person that's ever done that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough dribble. Let's that's talk it. some sport. Let's uh, start off with the cricket uh, and obviously a privilege to have Steamer with us who uh, follows the IPL pretty closely. Um, let's start mm-hmm. with the f- uh, first qualifier between Gujarat and Rajasthan. Uh, the first placed Gujarat Titans took on the Rajasthan Royals. Uh, winner goes... Uh, went straight through into tonight's final. How did it unplay, Steve? Yeah, so this was a exciting one. Uh, so obviously GT in their first um, IPL, kind of, yeah, in top seed. Uh, the game it was, happened at Eden Gardens in Kolkata. The mm-hmm. whole uh, IPL has been in the, in the Mumbai province. So a uh, brand new deck uh, and the kind of stadium got absolutely packed out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game started off... Uh, Titans captain Pandya, he won the toss. He sent uh, Rajasthan in. Uh, Rajasthan skipper Sandrew Sampson, he's had a terrible time of the toss uh, this season. He only won two out of 15. Uh, so Jeez. pretty much given that uh, Pandya was going to win the toss. And, uh, yeah, so he sent... I have uh, to invite Sandrew Sampson down here on Anzac Day, take him on in uh, two up. <laughs> Ble- bled in for yeah. some of that $2 million. Well, stay away from a roulette yeah. table. No, no red and black yeah, for you. Well, <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd take him on in... Um, Two up, two up, but he uh, then went and took on the uh, Titans bowlers. Mm-hmm. He was really powerful in the power play. Uh, they lost the early wicket of uh, opener Jaiswal, but then Sampson came in, smashed uh, 47 off only 26. So he got their innings going. Uh, Butler, he, he's obviously been the star of the series. Big time. Uh, he was really slow to get going. You know, after 16 overs, only four to go, he had was pretty much going in a run of ball. Uh, 39 or 38, 
you know, Rashid was uh, really effective in, in slowing down the run rate. He bowled his four for only uh, 15 uh, and no wickets, but uh, very economical. Uh, and Butler, he was, he was, you know, the old saying goes, better be lucky than good. <laughs> uh, he really rode his luck. He uh, hit one down. Uh, Hardik was feeling fielding down at uh, long off. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Butler's hit it. It's going straight down his throat. Uh, Hardik's got to come in a few steps, slips, uh, falls on his ass, and the ball goes over his head. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so, And then uh, Butler was also dropped by Rashid. So that was just the kind of day that he was having. Mm. Uh, luck was going his way, and he really turned that around in the last four overs, smashing 50 uh, off only 18 balls to take him up to 89 and the Royals up to a very competitive uh, 188 for six. Mm-hmm. Um, and then had that se- uh, the second innings unfold. Yeah, so run chase for uh, Gujarat, got off to a horrible start. Uh, Saha, uh, he'd actually been in pretty good form, mm. uh, but he was dismissed uh, for a duck in the first over uh, by power play specialist uh, Trent Bolt. He's done that time and time again, getting batsmen out in the first over. Uh, but uh, Shulman Gill, Matt Way, they kind of steadied the ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Gill was yep. really getting going before a horrible miscommunication uh, saw Gill run out for 35. Mm-hmm. Um, but as uh, it's gone for most of the series, it was a Gujarat middle order. Uh, Hardik Pandya, he had 40 not out. David Miller, 68 not out. They had a 105 run partnership. Uh, they saw Gujarat home with three balls to spare. So they're into the final uh, straight in. And then Rajasthan go on to face the winner of the Eliminator. Yeah, so an interesting uh, tale, I suppose. And we've kind of been speaking a lot about uh, the middle order hitting that you see uh, just in general in the IPL uh, and how important it is and possibly maybe a slight weakness for Australia looking towards the the world, upcoming World Cup. We've kind of got Maxwell, Tim David kind of uh, showing mm-hmm. his his ability to hit in the middle order. But guys like David Miller and, and Hardik Panya, just absolute elite hitting. Uh, Miller had 68 of 38, three fours, five sixes, striking at 179. Thanks for coming. Uh, so Gujarat will play tonight. Uh, let's uh, go on to the Eliminator. Uh, so three versus four, Lucknow Supergiants, another new franchise taking on Royal Challengers Bangalore. Uh, Steam, how did this one uh, play out? Yeah, so uh, KL Rahul, he wins the toss, he sends RCB in. Uh, and once again, the kind of the theme rolls on. Moshin Khan, he struck in the very first over, uh, removing uh, Faf uh, Duplessis, of mm. course, the skipper for RCB. He's first baller. the golden duck. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was kind of a blessing in disguise for uh, RCB because that wicket brought Rajat Paditar mm. to the crease. Who hasn't played that much for RCB, of... has he? He's, is it no, in like yeah. his third or fourth game, something like that? Well, I mean, that's it. You think RCB, you think the high-profile batsmen of Faf, uh, Virat mm. and Maxwell mm. and then uh, Dinesh Kartik's kind of their, their middle-order finisher. So, you know, when you think of their batters, that's who you think of. But, it, yeah, Paridar really stood up for them, uh, blasted incredible uh, 112 un, unbeaten off only 54. So mm. you know, going uh, over uh, 200 uh, strike rate. Uh, so he helped RCB build a very imposing total of four for 207. And then once again, early wicket in the run chase, first over. Uh, this time it was Quinton de Kock. He couldn't replicate uh, his last innings of 140. He was out for only six. Mm. Uh, 18 overs to go. The match was still in uh, – 18 overs gone, sorry. Match mm-hmm. was still in the balance. 
uh, LSG were four for 175. Mm -hmm. uh, they needed 33 from the last two overs. KL Rahul at the crease, so they're you know, good chance. Uh, Hazelwood comes in to bowl the 19th. He's looking like he's really feeling the pressure. Uh, he bowls three wides. Uh, the fourth ball, KL tries to do a little scoop over a fine leg. Uh, the man was up in the ring, but unfortunately just hit it. Uh, couldn't get the elevation. Uh, hits it straight down his throat. Uh, next ball, Hazelwood gets uh, Crinnell Pandia caught and bowled for a golden duck. Uh, and they're home. Uh, Hazelwood, uh, the man, three for 43, off four. Um, so LSG, uh, they're very promising and very impressive first campaign in the IPL brought to an end. Mm. And then RCB would go on to face uh, Rajasthan in the second qualifier. Which was... Uh Moved over to Ahmedabad, uh, which hasn't seen any action just yet. Uh, that's that big new stadium that they built, uh, named after the Prime Minister, which we thought was a little bit on, on the nose. But anyway, <laughs> uh, how did how did, how did this one uh, play out with Rajasthan Royals taking on RCB to get that second spot in uh, the IPL final? Yeah, so this time Samson, who actually finally won a toss, <laughs> and uh, like like they do. Uh, every captain who seems to win the toss seems to send the other team into bat first. Mm -hmm. uh, and, yeah, it was that man, Rajat Padidhar, once again. Uh, he had 58 from 42, mm -hmm. but it was his, unfortunately for RCB, it was his high-profile teammates that couldn't go with him. Mm. Um, Virat was out fairly cheaply. I think Faf yeah. and Maxi were both out in the 20s, so it was really yeah. only Padidhar who made a significant contribution. Mm -hmm. And it was really down to, well, Rajasthan, it's been their spin twins of Yuzi Chahail and Ashwin who've dominated for them all season. Uh, but in this game, it was their quicks of Prashid Krishna, uh, three for 22, and Obed McCoy, three for 23. They did all the damage, very economical, restricted RCB to only eight for 157. And then uh, the good luck that Butler had in the first qualifier, he translated mm. that to good form mm -hmm. in this match. Uh, he notched his fourth ton of the IPL, 106 Crazy. not out, easily guide Rajasthan home, 11 balls to spare, and set up a rematch of uh, the first qualifier with Gujarat in the final. So just on back on Rajat Paradar, I uh, do have his game log here. Uh, th and thank you for getting at us in the comments there, Rickon. Nice to see you with us again. Um, so Paradar, we mentioned the 58 and the 112 not out. Um, he had played a little bit more than three games. I think he's played or batted in seven. 26, 48, 21, 52, 16 for RCB this IPL. Never dismissed for less than 16 uh, and has a, a century and two half centuries. So... Another Indian stick there that looks very good at white ball cricket. Adam to the list. Adam to the list. <laughs> I, yeah, I just wanted to jump for the Aussies, the, mm. the Hazelwood. Like it, he's not been under the radar, but he's just been sneaky, consistent, sneaky good all, all tournament. So I just thought it was worth shouting him out. Definitely the best Aussie, yeah, he, Aussie bowler in, mm. the, in the tournament. Yep. Mm. Yeah, and he was really the only one who offered some resistance in that second qualifier. I think he picked up a couple of wickets, but... Yeah, it was his um, teammates who didn't really um, chip in and help him out. And, mm. you know, not having a, a big total to defend wasn't um, helpful either. But um, It's not long yeah, think, until so the Aussies play Sri Lanka either. Uh, Monks, can you, that means can you chase that one up? The Wade start date? might be the only Aussie left uh, for Gujarat. Uh, yes, because there's none on Rajasthan yeah, that so, I can think of. Uh, but the Royals, um, that's Warney. 
So true, yeah, so true. Get, yep. get, true. Get behind the Royals. Won, uh, won the inaugural IPL. So, mm-hmm. yeah, for, mm-hmm. for Aussies, I suppose, that maybe don't really have uh, – um, you know, a horse in the race, so to speak. It's pretty rare to find Australians of Australian ethnicity that are, are, are super invested in a team in the IPL. Uh, I wonder if a lot of Aussies will, will be uh, cheering for Rajasthan, uh, given, you know, Shane's passing and, and um, you know, his success with the, with the club back um, back when the IPL was just in its early days. Uh, and then Gujarat, obviously, in their first season, uh, an amazing effort to make it to the final, um, and especially after a lot of people had sort of questioned uh, the expansion of the IPL. They'd tried it in the past. It hadn't really worked. There was concerns around talent pools and the rest of it. Uh, I think, uh, you know, the, the Rajat Padadars of the world have got something to say uh, when they're not on big money and, you know, Talent pool is, is questioned. Yeah. So uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of talent there in India, yeah. and and guys yeah. that aren't really familiar, uh, we, we aren't really familiar with uh, down under can go out and have an absolute um, blast Tin, of a series. Tinfoil hat rigged, rigged to get both get both expansion teams in, into the, in oh, the final. I don't know. Is this a conspiracy podcast? We're going to talk about nine <laughs> eleven and JFK <laughs> and aliens and the rest of it. The jet full can't <laughs> melt steel beams. I don't know, man. Like the people say in the NBA, is the NBA rigged? Is this rigged? Is that rigged? Is the NFL rigged? I don't know. Man. Like that's a, <laughs> that's a fucking long way to go down. Pretty hard to rig cricket. I, I would think. Yeah. I would think. Yeah. Like I, it, I, it, I don't, um, I'd agree with that as well. Mm. Like, uh, especially twenty twenty. Mm. Like, yeah. I'm not, not going to say often, you know down to the last ball that kind of thing. So no, nah, exactly. Yeah. There, there definitely yeah. could be uh, insider betting on cricket matches, but match match fixing, uh, of course, I think that, is a well, little bit harder to do in the cricket. No, well, it it definitely happens. It's cricket is kind of notorious for match fixing. Uh, you know, guys getting in trouble with the Hansi Cronyers of the world of a lot. Yeah, and pa- in, Pakistan, and Southeast Asia as well. So. Yeah, but Pakistan <laughs> has had a, a had a bit of a dicey run. Even uh, I think uh, Junior War uh, was called in for to a tribunal at one stage. But uh, yeah, I'd like to be a, a purist and uh, believe in humanity, which after the last few years is a bit of a joke in itself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and and say no that the uh, that the tournament is played uh, in above with, board, above board with yeah. the best intentions. Well, let's let's hope so. Uh, I, think I just thought it was interesting going back to it. Yeah. Was thinking. Like yeah, two expansion teams, two brand new teams, both making a finals. You just like and and with mm. the and with the Super Kings and Indians, uh, both struggling. Yeah, yeah look, the, the pessimist in me. Uh, uh, I think let's look at the good of the sport. And yeah, the, I, I think the competitive. Op- the optimist is going to overlook the pessimist here. Yes. Yep. Do you think it's got something more to do with at the start of the season with the auction because the two teams get. Um, picks before everyone else gets to bid. That's right. So Ma- that, yeah, maybe so all that, that stuff helped. That well, that, it not real because they were able to sign three players each before yep. the auction, which is essentially where all the other teams are. Um, yeah. There's, you yeah. know, they're all there's. It's like a salary cap sport. There's mm. no kind of, you know. Um, uh, ability for, for them to, to gain a, a, an advantage. They have to start from the start. Uh, I think just credit to um, Gujarat and to Lucknow for having excellent seasons in their first year. And I think uh, it's cricket be one of those things where, you know, form just plays such a huge part. I was thinking like David Miller, he's actually come and played mm. in the Big Bash before, I think for Hobart. Mm. And he, he hasn't looked that impressive mm. in Australia, but, you know, this series in the IPL, he's been uh, dominant. And, you know, some of the other big names like you know, Rohit and that kind of stuff haven't uh, lived up to their usual standards. So I think, you know, 2020, it's just one of those ones that, you know, you execute on the day. Uh, can make yeah. such a big difference, mm. and uh, we'll probably have uh, two different teams 
uh, in the final again next year. It'll uh, rotate around, I reckon. Interesting. Yeah, uh, pretty on hard the- to remain dominant at the top. Indeed. Interesting uh, on David Miller there. The South Africans all had pretty good um, IPLs, didn't they? When you talk about Faf and Quinton de Kock with his um, massive knock, Quinton de Kock and his massive knock the other day of 140. Uh, And we spoke about David Miller. Casigo Rabada had a really good tournament. Uh, They they might put together a bit of a scary uh, lineup when it comes to World Cup time. Uh, Yeah, for sure. Yeah, although I don't think Faf actually plays yeah. the national team anymore. Well, true, and Quinton had his falling out with him as yeah. well. So that, no, that is true. Still no, play white ball uh, for the national team, but yeah, good question because he Not definitely pulled ball. out of the test team. I, was just I think he'll be. I th- no, but he's no, but he's played since then for South Africa. I'm pretty sure as well. Because you remember yeah. he he sat out that one test and then he played the next test after, straight afterwards. Yeah, but I think he retired after that. Uh, can you chase that up? Yeah, yeah, so he retired from red ball cricket, not from white yeah, ball. Yeah, there you go. There is you go. is available for white ball cricket? That sounds about right. Yeah. We want all the cock jokes we can make when the World Cup comes <laughs> around. We, 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 want, we want the Dick Wellers of the world and the, and the Dick Cox and the rest of it all, all available, yeah. don't we? Uh, well, too that, bad it wasn't Gujarat versus LSG in the final then with uh, Hardik and <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good very for you there, Steve. None of us are above a penis joke here on the Husky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's been Test cricket as well. Uh, we'll just get a quick shout out to that uh, Bangladesh Sri Lanka game. Mm-hmm. One of the weirdest scorecards you'll ever see in uh, in a Test. Uh, innings, uh, Bangladesh uh, went out and made 370-odd, and it was all off the back of two guys that scored the, big hundreds. They have six ducks, seven ducks or something? Uh, I, they yes, ha- I think it was. Yeah, I'm, so I'm, I'm going <laughs> to find the uh, scorecard there. And actually, what happened in that game, uh, who ended up winning? Because yeah, all, I saw, Lanka, all I saw was the screen grab of the Bangladesh innings. Um, just trying to find it here. Okay, so... Bangladesh, 365 in their second innings. The scorecard reads, duck, duck, 8, 9, 175, duck, 141, duck, 15, duck, duck. (laughs) So, one, two, three, four, five, six ducks. Yep. Game of duck, duck, goose or duck, duck, ton, I suppose, in this case. One of those group projects where you <laughs> yeah, very no good. Contributes. Very yeah. good. Shout out, shout out yeah, to Emma, Emma Pennyfold, uh, my uh, <laughs> my wife's best mate, who absolutely carried me through my degree uh, in any any of our group assignments. Uh, definitely has a sore back from carrying Pe- Peppy through any group assignments. I'm pretty sure Steamer carried us through high school. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's college. Right. Definitely a mass. I can't uh, you know swear that my hands uh, that my eyes were just uh, strictly in front of my paper. They might have been glancing over <laughs> yeah. a, across. So the reason we can't do maths, do English, or speak properly is all Michael's fault. No, I think I can speak English okay. I used to go okay in English. It is harder on the microphone uh, as such. I think the thing in English is you can bullshit. You can't bullshit in maths. If you haven't practiced, if you haven't practiced maths, you're fucked. You're done. It's like you're done in English. You can just go, oh yeah, spark notes it. Yeah, right. You know, a little bit, a little bit of smoke and mirrors, if you will. My interpretation. Yeah, that's right. Do, you know, character development and the, the, um, discuss. The themes, etc., etc. Attitude in maths that you know I'll never need this in life. Why am I learning this? And then you start a podcast where you 
trying to figure out mass on the fly and you go, ah, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, what's his average? He got out five times and made a hundred. Oh, 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 what did you fuck up last year? Uh, uh, hundred minus 80. Hundred minus 80. Hundred minus 85. It was a little bit hard. Oh, sorry. Yeah. 80. Yeah. <laughs> From the accountant. Very good. Very good. Uh, I work in Excel, baby. <laughs> yeah. so, he can do my taxes as long as it's in my favour. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. As long as the, the, the five that he's forgotten about goes to, <laughs> towards you and not away from you. <laughs> Let's get back to this Bangladesh-Sri Lanka game. Uh, Sri Lanka ended up winning this by 10 wickets. So uh, be interesting. They did score 500 in their first Yeah, game. interesting uh, for the Aussies, who I'm sure will be keeping an eye on this. Uh, did you get the start date uh, on that series? And I did. Uh, first one is the 7th of June. That is very soon. Yeah, that's and very soon. Uh, T20s. So first. The T20s T- three first. T20s into, yep. into uh, five, five ODIs, ODIs. And then there's two test matches. Yeah. Very good. Do you find out about Dukok as well? Uh, yes. So he retired from Red Bull to focus on White Ball. Yeah. Is the news back to December. Very, very good. Yep. All right. That'll wrap up our cricket chat, I believe. Mm-hmm. So the, the final tonight. Oh, of course. Yes. The preview. The preview. Uh, who, third, have third have time we got their meeting this season? Yep, and uh, and, and both and, of the previous games. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we're back in oh, Gujarat yeah. to continue and make it a three-nil series sweep, if you will, and uh, claim their maiden IPL title. Or do we think Joss Butler think, and the uh, Rajasthan Royals can get it done? On a personal level, I think uh, living in Adelaide, uh, Adelaide Strikers are my team in the Big Bash. Of course, their main man is Rashid Khan, who mm-hmm. uh, is a Titans man. So I'll be going for Rashid and the Titans tonight. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, they seem to have the wood over um, RR so far this season. So Well, they've been uh, the best team in the comp, them, yeah? Yeah, they finished, the they finished first. RR were in the finals. Um, you know, going back to that season, you, you boys mentioned with Warney uh, in 2008, the maiden season of the IPL, that was the last time they were in a final. Mm. And of course, mm. they, they won it uh, that season. So 2008. Uh, they'll be raring to go. Uh, long time between uh, finals for them, so mm. they'll be pumped, I'm sure. We were teenagers, my word. Cheating on each other's mass tests. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, that's it. Uh, Joss, um, uh, including the playoffs, uh, has uh, 824 runs at an average of 58.8, striking at 150. Is this one of the best T20 seasons ever? Well, if you look at that list, Faf there at fours played 60 matches as well, and he's almost doubled. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, yes. <laughs> like crazy, crazy form. Um, so most runs in a series, Virat Kohli, um, back in 2016, 973. Jeez, another 150 wow. runs on top of that. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, Where does Josh sit on that list tonight, third? So Josh is third at two, uh, 824. Uh, Warner's just above him at 848. Which year was the Warner? Uh, Warner's 2016 as well. Yeah. Um, so they heating that season. Um, and then... So Joss is on his fourth century. I think that ties in with most in a season with Coley. Mm-hmm. Um, if by a miracle he gets a century in the final, that puts him first. Well, I don't know if a miracle he scored. Well, it, yeah. <laughs> a, a quarter. Of, here's some quick maths for you. A quarter of the times he's gone out there, he's turned up. And half the time he's gone yeah. out, he scored over 50. So, yeah. so he should yeah. take Warner's spot. Uh, probably not going to take Coley's spot. Probably how, how many behind Warner? 20, uh, 24. 24. You'd hope he'd take. That's it. <laughs> For Royals, you'd hope he'd take over Warner. <laughs> I, I reckon if score. he doesn't make 24, they lose. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think if he scores a century, they'll put him tied with Chris Gale for six centuries. 
all time, uh, uh, all time in their careers. So in yeah. IPL, yeah, in IPL. So there Massive. you go. All right. So Stan's going the Titans. I uh, don't really have a dog in the race. Uh, I'll I'll bring up what as I brought. Yeah, so okay, I'll go. I'll go, I'll go Royals. Yeah. Pink, Pink Kit is always elite. Can you make it a Desmond? We haven't had a Desmond. Yeah, Des- in a while. we haven't had Desmond. We haven't had right, much ability to have Desmonds. <laughs> no, true. Yeah, I've got go to Desmond. Two. 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 Yeah. That match kicks off at the great time of 12.30am <laughs> Australian <laughs> Eastern. Uh, not sure if I'll watch it live. That's but not too d- bad. Watch the Monaco Grand Prix and then it'll finish right <laughs> as the cricket starts. Well, Cam- Canberra has a public holiday tomorrow. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Poor an old lighter. Oh, we do too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Anyways, see so how we go. It's well, Keep on forgetting it's mum's birthday today. Happy birthday, mum. I'll show it to you as well. She doesn't drink, though. And how's it, Mrs. Webster, interested in the IPL panning <laughs> yeah. out this year? She's watched every game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she knows what IPL means. It stands for. <laughs> uh, shout out to Mrs. Webster, mum, mum of James, <laughs> aka Monkey Magic. All right, uh, let's talk some footy. Uh, we will go Aussie rules into the rugby league, uh, considering we have the privilege of uh, our Aussie rules expert team with us mm-hmm. uh, for this afternoon's show. AFL round 11, uh, second week of Sir Doug Nichols round. Not Sir Doug Nicholas, Sir Doug Nichols. Glad you were right this week. Thank you. Thank you. I've had a few more beers. I think it's helped. <laughs> I think it's helped a lot. <laughs> Uh, Friday, we actually saw a, a real blockbuster uh, in in uh, two teams that are kind of maybe going in different directions. Richmond, the former dynasty, you know, maybe an older list, maybe just starting to slide down a little bit. Sydney with the young list, uh, you know, uh, maybe mm-hmm. some people have them as, as premiership smokies. Uh, Steam, did you catch much of this and what were your thoughts? Yeah, I watched the game. So it's interesting you kind of mentioned going opposite directions because the the form going into the match, uh, Tigers were actually on a four-game mm-hmm. winning streak mm-hmm. uh, where Sydney had, um, yeah, really actually struggled against the, the top eight teams, uh, of course, losing to the mighty Carlton Blues uh, the week beforehand. But uh, the game been. kind of started off. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Richmond uh, played really well in the first half. Uh, got on a run, seven consecutive goals. They're playing that classic Richmond footy, uh, move it on, play quick, knock on forwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looked like it wasn't raining, but it still looked like the ground uh, was a bit soggy or the, there was a bit of um, water on, on the top of the surface. But, yeah, so that really suited their game style of just move it on, uh, play it on quick. That had a lead of halftime uh, at halftime with 25 points. And uh, so it was really impressive given, I think, Tom Lynch – was out uh, with uh, injury. Yeah, yep, yeah. He went down Um, last week uh, and wasn't available. But they were getting him because he'd been in great form. But uh, So they were getting good even contribution. Uh, But then it was the Swans. They started to get on top, uh, especially in the middle in the centre clearance uh, in the third quarter. uh, And Richmond could not play with that usual speed. Uh, Instead, they're having to repeatedly go long down the line. Mm. And then it was really obvious that uh, Lynch uh, wasn't in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then into the last quarter, it was really starting to get tight. But three last quarter goals from Big Bud uh, yeah. brought him to five total from the match. Uh, he got Sydney home and saw Bud. And he got best on ground uh, with a Goods O'Loughlin medal. Uh, of course, two uh, famous uh, Indigenous players for the Swans. Well, um, what did you guys think of, about that take of uh, the Swans being too dependent on Buddy? 
Yeah, that was from Adam Cooney, uh, who stated, if Buddy doesn't ele- elevate his game, Sydney lose. He's in his 18th season. They rely on him to win games, which is a slight concern. Are they too reliant on Buddy, do you think? Is it, I think Whoa. that this is kind of like the, the LeBron factor. Like He's going to get him into the finals, but then he needs to go to another level if they want to go deep into the finals. So they're so reliant on him to do that, which you know you probably don't want Buddy to be doing this late in his career. Mm. They want mm. other guys to step up to yeah. do it, but... Can I you share, can I share those five goals around? Play, most teams play well when their full forward or centre half forward plays well. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Carton will play well, Charlie Curnow plays well, mm-hmm. you know, St Kilda plays well when Max King plays well, you know. Geelong, if Jez uh, Cameron and Tom Hawkins are going well, yeah, yeah they play well. So I think it's, it's a kind of a bit of a roundabout argument in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Like, you know, um, yeah, of course you, you need your... Um, your big, tall, power forwards to to stand up and win your games. That's that's why they're in your team. So plus, he's the veteran um, leader. That's also the vocal one, and he's the, you know the presence, the one that kind of g's them all up. So yeah, if he plays well, kicks five, then they're, yeah. they're going to lift. Um, yeah, I mean, it's um, you know, Isaac Heaney is probably one of their other good ones, but he's been really down on form lately. Uh, mm-hmm. He was uh, had a good first month of the season, but he's probably the other one that uh, maybe if if Buddy, like, wasn't picking up the slack, you'd, you'd hope that Isaac Heaney was. But yeah, um, well, maybe that's yeah, the maybe con- that, that, that's the concern. If Buddy, the, if Buddy's quiet, yeah, yeah who 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 then yeah. steps up in that in that filler yeah. hole? Mm. Yeah, I think it's a roundabout argument, Steam. Like you said, you know, when you full forward goes out and kicks six, pretty pretty unlikely that you that you lose. Um, uh, yeah. But uh, also, I can I can see where Cooney's coming from. You know, if Buddy's out or he gets shut down like he did in the Gold Coast Suns game uh, and you're, you're relying on, you know, a 19-year-old in Logan McDonald or, mm. or one of one of your other tall options to, to step mm. up. Yeah, it puts a pressure on the young kids. But, yeah, well, I, um, I, I tend to agree. Roundabout argument, um, you know, well, it, it's ch- here, chicken or the egg kind of stuff. Because uh, let's see what happens next week because Buddy's been handed a one-match ban mm-hmm. uh, for yeah. striking Trent Cochin yep. uh, across the chops. Yep. Uh, so he's going to mix miss next week versus melbourne yeah uh, if he accepts uh and he doesn't challenge it so yeah that's going to be the test how reliant are sydney on buddy you know, especially have him next week especially against melbourne uh with lever and may went down yesterday so it'd be interesting to see if he is uh involved but we'll get on to melbourne in just a second Let's recap uh, yesterday's games. Uh, five games on the Saturday. Should should just mention uh, big talking point oh, was yeah. after the oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. the final yep. margin uh, was only six points. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ball was uh, probably about 70, 75 out from Richmond goal. Yep. Uh, a free kick got paid uh, to Richmond, Dion Prestia. It was actually paid by the non-controlling umpire. Uh, so the umpire kind of out of the zone, mm-hmm. um, kind of, but like immediately afterwards, uh, the siren goes and the Swans, I think it was Chad Warner, who actually played a really good game, was instrumental in the third quarter, mm-hmm. turn around. He kicks the ball into the crowd in celebration. Mm. So all the Richmond guys are going, hey, 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 you know, he's yeah, kicked the ball 50. away mm. after a free kick. That's mm. 50. Mm. Yeah, we should move from 70 out to um, 20 mm. out. Mm. And uh, you could see the umpire... He's surrounded by all the Richmond players. He's talking into his earpiece into the other um, umpires to say, oh, what should we do? Is it 50? Is it not? And then uh, they decided, no, 
let's use common sense was the exact words and mm. to say no it's not 50 so richmond it's your free kick but you can you can try and barrel one from 70 uh, but yeah there was a bit too far out but it uh, could mm. have been a different story had that uh, 50 be paid so lots Co- of common sense uh, is an interesting uh Way, way to justify it as well, because there hasn't been a whole lot, I don't think, with this uh, dissent rule. But yes. any, any, anyways. <laughs> wasn't this? Well, I think there was um, 60-something free kicks paid in this match, which was it's very ridiculous. high. And I think when you wow. guys were um, on the show last week, you had Hawthorne and mm. Brisbane live, mm. and that one had the most free kicks in a game for, like, years and years or something. Yep. So um, they're getting very – and. In this game, there was actually a few 50s given away for dissent and for or not giving the ball back. Mm-hmm. Um, so the kind of precedent was there. I kind of thought uh, Daisy Pierce, uh, she's probably an underrated commentator, kind of gave a pretty good explanation. She's after so, the game so said, good. Yeah. Yeah. She kind of said, well, like the intent of the rule in general play is if, you know, if you don't give the ball back, if you kind of kick it away, you you're slowing it down. You're mm. giving your defenders an opportunity to get back in position and get set up. But she said, mm. you know, after the siren, that's not really relevant anymore. Like you're, yeah, okay, you're not kicking yeah. it away because you're time wasting. You're not kicking it away to you know, give your try and give your team an opportunity to kind of um, you know set up. And and obviously at the final siren, the crowd is really into it. You know, mm. six points in the game. And given that the free kick was paid by the out-of-zone umpire, it, it's very plausible that the Swans didn't hear that mm. free kick being yeah. paid. Yep. paid. Mm. So yeah, I, I thought that was a pretty good explanation and, and probably the right decision in the end um, that the free kick wasn't paid. I imagine if you are a Tigers supporter, you wholeheartedly agree. The rules are the rules! <laughs> <laughs> The, the thing that I'm concerned about, and obviously whenever there's rules, this is the, the age-old argument to say, what if a grand final got dis- decided like this? You'd want to make sure that it's pretty crystal clear um, you know, well, go, been, going into finals. And, uh, it would have won in the game. would have been a draw. And, well, yeah, yeah AFL yeah, now, uh, after the famous yeah. Collingwood St Kilda draw, brought in uh, you know, there's extra time if a grand final was to finish in a draw. Um Bit dumb in from a financial point of view. They got to rinse uh, two two grand finals back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's a lot of people have been very vocal as well at their disdain in the way that footy has been adjudicated this year. I think Matthew both Richardson, guys. Dane Swan have both been very vocal, uh, even using words like unwatchable. Um, well, I think it might have been the the Suns. Game. It was one of the one of the games. The, the guy had you know both his arms out and he was going like this, and then he put his arms down, and then he put him up, and he was going again, and mm. he, they didn't pay a fifty. Yeah. This is like the, well, I thought that was the rule. I thought that was dissent. Dude, I gave one away yesterday. Do you know how hard it is to train your brain <laughs> to not put your arms up in in the like you literally you needed to yeah. they, what they need to do actually is any. You know, Magoo's footy teams that are running around and the and the umpires are you know I think they're in the AFL and doing dissent rules. Tr- have someone umpiring at training, and and try to train your brain to not raise your arm because it's 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 so hard. it's a natural reaction. I You're get like, I get you can't you know you shouldn't be telling the umpire to fuck off and etc. Hey, exactly. et you should be they, they they need to get rid of that sure, but. It's that's a natural reaction to throw your arms in the air if you don't agree with a call. It's 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 actually really hard to do in the heat of the moment to, you to just have the body aware. You just got to remember behind the, behind the head. Time. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Get them up in the air and then oh, I was just scratching my head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just stretch. Yeah. yeah. 
very hard time, Peps, believing you were anything but respectful towards the referees. <laughs> I'm an absolute angel, mate. Absolute angel. <laughs> yeah, that's why I can't, I can't believe what I'm hearing. <laughs> very good. Shout out to AFL Canberra and your 18-year-old umpires. Okay. Uh, before I get suspended uh, <laughs> for dissent, on, dissent on the internet. Uh, Geelong can't find you if you don't get paid. <laughs> <laughs> that, who's that out there? You know the, the black, yeah, the, the black dude mean. meme. Yeah, yeah. Fit, yeah, pointing pointing at his brain. Can't get fined if you don't get paid. Very interesting. Uh, Geelong Adelaide kicked off uh, a Super Saturday of five games. Um, Crow started pretty well, but couldn't convert. Steam, did you catch much of this or highlights or any of it? Yeah, yeah, um, saw this one. So yeah, Crows. Uh, Last week against St Kilda, they were controlling the game, but yet kicking behinds instead of goals. Uh, same story in the first quarter of this one, 0-6. Uh, uh, but then the Cats, when they got their uh, chances, it was Jez Cameron, Tyson, Tyson Stengel, Brian Myers, who uh, kicked uh, bags for them, Jez with four and Stengel and Myers with three each. Uh, but best on ground by an absolute mile. Uh, probably the distance between uh, Geelong and Melbourne actually was Tom Stewart. Mm. Uh, he was just patrolling the back line in total control, 40 disposals, 34 kicks, six handballs, 16 marks. Uh, if you play fantasy, he chipped mm. in for 169 fantasy points. Nice. Um, and he just looked like the All-Australian that he is. 34 kicks mm. is obscene. 16 marks too. Uh, shout out to yeah. Riley O'Brien back in the side after being dropped uh, down to the Sandful. Uh, did you see his Sandful stat line from last week by any chance, Nate? Oh, uh, it was it was huge. Yeah, it was like four. Details, but, uh, it was like forty three disposals. Done the same thing again. A, a thousand hitouts. Uh, I think he kicked a few. It was like it was like having a, a fourth midfielder out there. That's fucking. 202 centimetres. Uh, yeah, he, he was pretty good as well. Uh, and a lot uh, sort of been spoken about Geelong's uh, sort of uh, lack of a true ruckman. Do you think that's going to hurt them moving forward when uh, they, you know, run into a Max Gorn or a Sean Darcy or s- someone of that uh, calibre? I think so. I think, um, yeah, you can see, especially with a 666, uh, some of these teams, how quickly they can score. Uh, from centre bounce, if you can get a clear advantage mm. in the centre bounce and get it into your uh, forward 50 with speed on it, or even, you know, um, some of these big fellas that can take these contested marks. Mm. Uh, you think about some of the best teams up the top of the ladder, like you mentioned, uh, Maxi Gorn and uh, Sean Darcy. Mm. Uh, the, the Saints uh, got them the game on at the moment. They got the twins of Ryder and, and Marshall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you definitely do need um, someone, and that's an obvious area of weakness for the Cats. Yeah, it'd be interesting uh, to see how they go moving forward, uh, you know, when they play a team with an elite ruckman and the supporting uh, crew that the that the Crom are just sort of lacking at the moment. Bit of a bit of a downward slide now for Adelaide. Have, uh, they, they're on a bit of a losing streak, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they beat Richmond, beat Bulldogs, look like they were um, mm, going very good. Uh, they've lost five in a row since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, wheels are starting to fall off a bit. Mm. Uh, and then Geelong, on the other hand, they've gone win-loss, uh, win-loss for past seven games. So they get two in a row against the two South Australian teams at home. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. set up very intriguing contests with the Dogs on uh, Friday night footy uh, next week. 
Yeah, as it stands, the Western Bulldogs are in the eight. They've won three on the trot after that lacklustre start of the season. Has Tex been playing for the Crows? Or has he been very uh, He missed this week, missed this, this week, meet yeah. with COVID. Uh, oh, you got the cocoa. Uh, yeah. So apart from that, he's been playing, but um, yeah. yeah. Seems to have been quiet. He, well, and again, going back to the Buddy Franklin, uh, you know, True. argument, uh, the chicken and the egg. The last time they won, I think he had a bit of a day out, didn't he, uh, against the Bulldogs? Mm. He might have kicked three or four that, that day. I'm just pulling yeah, it up Yeah, yeah, and against the Tigers the week before as well. And, yeah, that's been the difference with the Crows. When they've kicked straight, they've been really competitive. Mm. Uh, but in the last month, yeah, I think they're last in the league for accuracy. Uh, so they're not converting their chances at all. Yeah, uh, and, yeah, part of that, I guess... Oh, you know, yesterday was uh, no techs. Back in round five when they beat Richmond, he booted five. And in round six when they beat the Dogs by a point, he booted three and had 19 disposals. So mm. there you go. That, that's pertinent uh, given Adam Cooney's statement uh, mm. regarding Buddy and, uh, and Sydney. Uh, your Brisbane Lions, Sean, they took on the GWS Giants yesterday and got away with a bit of a scrappy win. It was a bit of a slow start for the Lions. Uh, GWS leading uh, at quarter time. Uh, how about this for a scoreline at the end of the first quarter? GWS 49, Brisbane 37. If you like mm-hmm. overs and goal scorers in your multis, which most people <laughs> tend to do, this uh, this one might have might have been a bit of fun. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and then Brisbane were able to turn around in the second half. Um how did this one unfold uh, for boys who caught it live? Uh, yeah, I didn't see this live. I was watching the uh, Crows and Cats game. Mm-hmm. Did any of you guys watch it live? I didn't get to I, watch a lot of it live. I was, pla- I was playing footy balls but sort of caught uh, bits of the end. end. Uh, I, I think your cousin who uh, yeah, well, was yeah, still, still, still waiting for his uh, interview <laughs> on the Esky. Uh, but. We'll get it at some point. He had the best game of his, uh, of his season, didn't yeah, he? So no, I, was just, I was just thinking maybe I should have shouted him a beer, but I showed him a beer a couple of weeks ago. Already, yeah. so <laughs> he doesn't need it again. That's but right. Two, pro- two probably, beers in a month, he'll be pissed. Yeah, I'd say his best best game for for the Brisbane Lions. And then uh, my question was, do you think he got the three Brownlow votes for this to take from Lockie uh, Or do you think n- Lockie still got I it think in Lock- the end? I think Lockie got the three. Because I think for yeah, the – L. Neal, three votes. L. Neal, yeah. three votes. Mm. I, I thought Jared kind of had the lead through the first couple of quarters. And well, he then, started on fire, and then he? And Lockie yeah. then came mm. came back through in the second half, and they really uh, turned it on uh, the Lions to to win that game. Final stat line: Jared, L, um, L Neil. Jared does tend to do go. that. Actually, he tends to have mm. better first quarters and first halves, and then can go missing in the second half a little bit. Yeah, so, I think he, he um, might play more minutes yeah. in the in the, earlier in the game as well. And gets a bit more rest yeah, during the during the second. He has half. been has been running a wing uh, for him, but maybe he was in the middle a bit more because um, McCluggage, his his great mate, was out yes. uh, this week. So maybe that gave him more of an opportunity to uh, to take Hugh's spot uh, in the guts, where usually Jared's out on one of the wings. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, for the the Lions, the goal kickers, uh, Link McCarthy, he had three in the first quarter. He finished with four, and they set up. A very juicy uh, mm. matchup next week. They travel to WA, take on a top four clash uh, mm-hmm. with the Doctor Dockers, kind of an all purple slash maroon clash. Yep, yep. the the two teams the in the Giants. top four that aren't Melbourne teams. <laughs> yeah, and then the Giants. Uh, Toby, uh, he started well, had three goals in that blistering first quarter. Uh, he also finished at four in the match, and they, and they look actually looking pretty decent under new head coach Mark Mivay. You know, had 
the win in his first match last week against uh, Eagles and then very competitive here against, you know, top four team uh, at their home ground. So, uh, and they have the bye next week to go and rest up and try and uh, implement any changes that the new coach uh, wants to bring to the game style. Um, but, yeah, they looked all right. Just going back to Lockie Neal and Jared Berry uh, stat lines. Uh, Neal had 39 and two goals. Berry, 33 and one sausage roll. I'd say three votes. L Neal, two votes. Jay Berry. Yeah, I was just bringing it up in case, you know, for Lockie Neal's chances. Well, yeah, it's a drop, drop votes. Yeah. <laughs> we've spoken about how, how uh, Neil is in a really advantageous yeah. uh, position to win a Brownlow there at Brisbane as per maybe Cripps at, at Carlton, whereas the Melbourne boys tend to take uh, votes off each other a little bit. Mm. But I think in terms of uh, this one, I still think three votes, El Neil. Yes. Uh, let's talk about uh, Melbourne uh, and then their first loss of the year. Uh, Steam obviously shouted out a beer to Jack Bowie uh, for experiencing defeat for the first time in an AFL level. Uh, beaten in their home uh, ground uh, by this uh, this Frio side and a lot of our chat last week was this is the litmus test for Fremantle. You know, a lot of people, yeah. are they the real deal or, you know, can they, can they win in Melbourne? Uh, yeah, they can win in Melbourne and they can beat the best team in the league in Melbourne. Yep. Um, what were our thoughts on this one, Steve? Yeah, so uh, Nam as they're being known for this yeah, week. last and, two weeks. Uh, yeah. Last week. Yeah. It, it looked like they were uh, a method that's kind of you know, got them so many wins in the road. Looked like that was continuing on. Uh, Miserly defence, only restricting Frio to two goals uh, in the first half. And they built a 25-point halftime lead. And mm-hmm. uh, Clary Oliver was everywhere. Uh, as he usually is, what a web. continuing his good form. He had 24 disposals uh, in the first half. I think it was it was either like 10 or 12 more than any other player on the field. He was dominant. And then uh, things started to turn Frio's way after halftime. Um, some good moves uh, from uh, coach uh, just, Justin Longmuir. He put James Aish uh, to Oliver as a tagger. One mm-hmm. wonders why he didn't do that earlier, but anyway. It does unfold like that sometimes, Steam, where, where someone has uh, a ripping first quarter or, or, or first half and then you have the chat in the in the sheds and, and you say, look, we've got to use someone to go the hard tag here, whereas at the start of the game you might try to play a bit more free Do you, do you free reckon flying? any teams had that chat about you, perhaps? I don't think I've had a hard tag. Well, I'm a Ross and a Ruckman, so I don't know. You kind of, you kind of got. Yeah. You're, yeah, it's a little bit different. A little bit different. Uh, but also, no. If I was a tall midfield midfielder, uh, a la a Marcus Bond and Pelly, uh, no, I don't think I would have copped a hard tag ever. They probably would have thought, actually, let him get the footy because he'll probably just turn it over. <laughs> Anyways, back to guys that can actually play footy at an elite level. Uh, so Clary got yeah, the yeah. he got the hard tag and ended up with thirty seven. So uh, only got th- only got thirteen in the in the second half. Uh, so so that kind of worked out for them. Ninety percent time on ground for Clayton Oliver. What an elite engine! Yeah, like the the formula for Frio, obviously shutting down Oliver was one of it. But then mm. they did to Melbourne what Melbourne usually does to everyone else. They mm. dominated the centre bounce in that third quarter. Uh, and so they got it into their forward line quickly. And then mm. when it did come out, uh, their tall defenders were intercept marking and putting it straight back in there. So it ended up they, they kicked eight goals to one in that third quarter, really yep. swung the momentum. Uh, and 
Uh, Melbourne, as you guys mentioned before, Stephen May, he was subbed out with concussion in the second quarter. And so they're, that really affected their structure in their defence and uh, they couldn't uh, use Jake Lever in the way that they usually uh, wanted to use him. Mm. And so, yeah, that probably uh, contributed to that kind of uh, onslaught. Uh, Christian Petrarca was, had his quietest game ever. I think he only had uh, 10 possessions, including uh, not even getting a touch in the last quarter. Wow. Uh, strangely, when the game, game was on the line the last quarter and, and he was playing out a full forward. And, mm. um, yeah, it's a bit of a questionable move uh, there. But, um, yeah, Frio kind of showed the rest of the comp uh, how he can do it. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, execute having the having the bodies to do it and the um, skills to execute it uh, for the other teams is a different story. But um, oh well, and we'll see if they can back it up. Uh, of course, they'd had two losses in a row uh, themselves, and then get this victory against uh, Melbourne, and then go on to versus Brisbane next week. So um, uh, that's exciting. And then Melbourne, they're playing the Swans. Mm. Uh, in another uh, good matchup, so there's some juicy games uh, next week, actually. Yeah, it's... even though there's, the buys are starting to hit us, and there's less footy. The footy that we're going to have is uh, it's quality. That's good. That's what you want: quality over quantity. Uh, we, we were talking last week because we might have actually. Uh, been a good idea to check the team list because we thought that Nat Fife <laughs> might be back. He didn't play last night either. Uh, I'm just yeah, trying to no. chase up if he's if he played any waffle or anything yesterday uh, because apparently he's very close, very close to being back. Yeah, but, he's been training a lot. Maybe they'll just, I think, I can't remember if they got the round 13 or round 14 by, but maybe. Uh, they're waiting for that, maybe perhaps. he comes in after the buy, something mm-hmm. like that, you know. Um, well, they don't yeah. currently need him, so yeah. <laughs> um, well, well, yeah. I guess the other thing, if he's right to go, you know, give him a week, then you can you know have a buy and then get him back in. Like, could yeah, that's true. another way you could do it? But yeah, um, yep. yeah, yeah. Freo in the top four, so they're going okay without him. So you know that kind of counter argument to you know, Sydney relying on Buddy. It, it's good that Fremantle aren't uh, so reliant on Fife as they have been in the past. Such as five, etc. Yeah. Um, so they have that round fourteen <laughs> by, yeah. Um, between now and then, they've got the Lions and Hawthorne. Yeah, maybe they maybe uh, they at home as well. Maybe they so, don't rush him back. Yeah, I'm tr- I'm trying to check yeah. waffle team list from yesterday, but Frio don't have a waffle side, whereas West Coast do. Uh, so I've checked South yeah. Fremantle and East Fremantle, uh, and he wasn't on either of those lists. So not sure what is going on with Hot Boy Five. Target maybe that mm-hmm. Hawthorne game and give him, you know, um, manage his minutes in that one and see how he goes and then see how yeah. got to buy if he's a bit sore. Great segue. Let's talk about Hawthorne because they got demolished yesterday up in the NT by the Gold Coast Suns. Uh, very difficult one to pick this one. Uh, two teams that love upsetting, uh, you know, uh, quote unquote, good sides. Uh, but Gold Coast uh, really had it over the Hawks uh, from the word go. Uh, Steam, your thoughts on this one, please? Uh, yeah, so maybe the difference was the heat, you know, given that it was up in Darwin. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Gold Coast, um, that kind of being their second home, uh, where Hawthorne second home down in Tassie, so very different uh, climates. Mm-hmm. And so maybe it was the heat that favoured the Suns. Uh, they registered their third win in four starts and had beaten some quality opponents uh, in mm-hmm. those games. And it's, uh, it's their tall timber who I think 
in the early season, we identified that replacing uh, Ben King, who went down with the ACL, was mm. going to be an issue. Uh, but the value recruits of Marbiel Chol and uh, Levi Casebolt have uh, been really serviceable. Uh, Chol got three mm. goals uh, yesterday and then really kind of mm. even contribution from their uh, engine room in the midfield. Uh, Brendan Ellis, Tuke Miller, uh, Lockie Weller and David Swallow, they all got over 20 touches. Uh, for the Hawks, it was that usual man, the fantasy pig, uh, Tom Mitchell. He had 29. Oink, oink. Um, that, that's, yeah. that's, a, that's, a, that's a slow day at the office for Tom Mitchell, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Sometimes he has that by half time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Uh, a bit of a coming out game for uh, Northern Territory local Malcolm Rosas, who kicked three uh, on Indigenous rounds. So shout out to him, 20-year-old yeah. small forward. I think it was the first time he's played uh, in the big leagues in front of his folks. Oh, really? His parents have never seen it. A good little story. Yeah, and, that's um, that's a feel-good story. I think Joel Jeffrey, who you boys highlighted last week, is mm. another NT local who got to play in front of his family, and I think he he, he kicked, just got the one. He kicked week, the one. So. Yeah, yeah. 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 Pl- playing yeah. in front of your so parents. Good, good story weird. for these fellas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Inside joke. Uh, so, are the Suns good? Is that that's my question here in the notes? Uh, they've obviously, you know, Hawthorne have shown some promise this year, uh, but possibly not an elite side, despite uh, they, uh, having some good scalps. They to me seem maybe like the leaders of that middle pack. Yes. So, Suns notable scalps, obviously Frio a few weeks ago. Well, they turned uh, the corner. Like St Kilda, I think still there probably would be my favourite of that list, but. Swans they've been in. Maybe I'll maybe I'll answer this in a classic Australian way of saying the negative. I'll say they're not bad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, not bad. Yeah, 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 nah, 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 yeah, 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 nah, nah, yeah, yeah, not bad. (laughs) So I I don't know if they'll squeeze into the top eight, but I think I thought they were going to be. Bottom two, bottom three, and mm. not I think we that. all did. So yeah. they've played overs, and and shout out to to Marbio Chol and Levi Casbold, who essentially were rejects at, at, at their club, and and have gone out and and um, shown that, that that they've still got a bit to give. Uh, mm. Looking at that at that top eight, because we're halfway through the season now, I think we can start sort of talking top eight and finals. There was two but, there we didn't think would be there. Well, Melbourne, Brisbane, Freo, Carlton. I think you probably say a, a safe. Um, and then it's this middle of the pack that gets very, very interesting. Uh, fifth mm. and sixth at the moment is Geelong, Sydney and St Kilda uh, in seventh with the, the game in hand. So St Kilda could potentially be uh, fifth by the end of this podcast. Yep. Uh, up and by five goals, five goals at the moment. So let's so let's let's home. say let's say the Saints jump up there into fifth. Yeah, the Western be. Bulldogs we spoke about uh, the, their first time uh, being in the top eight, uh, given their three win streak. Uh, that they're in there at the moment, and then you've got Richmond, Collingwood, Gold Coast, and then Port. I think Port at twelve, given that zero and five start. We spoke about how hard it is to. Uh, you know, make make the the top eight as Carlton fans when you start zero and two. So if they are able to resurrect their season from zero and five, that would be amazing. Uh, this, what are they? They've since gone four and one. Uh, five and no yeah. quick mass four and one. Yes, four and one. Yeah. Uh, Got the bombers at home this afternoon and bombers, as well. Yeah, so yeah. maybe a win. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <can't> talk about <laughs> that. Uh, so, so I think that's probably who we're talking about for for finals footy. Hawthorne, they've you know, like we spoke about, had a few scalps, but not really sure what's going on there. Uh, it's it's an interesting one, isn't it? Uh, I think after mm-hmm. I think after after Hawthorne, I think Giants, Adelaide, Bombers, 
Roos, Eagles. You can put lines through them at the halfway point yeah. of the season. I'd say so. So, yeah, there's that. I think, that. For, um, I think for the Suns, like, the next couple of weeks are going to be pretty telling for them. Mm-hmm. Like, they've beaten some of the better teams. Like, they, you know, they beat Sydney. Mm. They're... Um, you know, the mark of a, a good side is you beat the teams that you should beat. Mm. So they've got, got North the next week, then the Hawks and the Magpies. You know, if they win all those three games, mm. you know, they're really in the thick of it then. And it's a it's a favourable uh, upcoming month for the Gold Coast Suns. So if, if they can yeah. string a few together there and beat teams that they should yes. beat, uh, then, yeah, yeah, maybe we are talking about the Gold Coast Suns pushing for a final spot. Did you want to talk about Bulldogs' dick in West Coast? <laughs> yeah, absolute humping. It was uh, the Bulldogs' biggest win over West Coast uh, ever and uh, 16 goal scorers for the Western Bulldogs, which is an equal AFL record. Uh, nudie runs maybe for the six that didn't manage to, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to, to boot one. Pretty disappointed. Yeah, yeah indeed. It's 16 goal scorers. That's, kicking 16 goals is is a good effort in a, in a game of footy. To have 16 individual goal scorers is unreal. Uh, dogs, like we mentioned, uh, back in the top eight. Um, Steam, did you catch much of this or have any thoughts on uh, oh. West Coast getting demolished? I saw a little bit early and then could see the trajectory that it was going and <laughs> it did something else. So um, they kind of, yeah, the game script that you kind of expected, it kind of played out that way. The Trelaw with 35 and a goal and Dunkley with 25 and two goals. They're prolific as always. Uh, Tim English, it was uh, impressive, his return. Yeah, mate, Johnny. Was dealing with yep. in, injury and then illness. Uh, had flu quite bad apparently. And, yep. I mean, he's not the thickest ruckman going around and then, had the flu and I think, I don't know if he got hospitalised or was very close to, but yeah, probably can't afford to lose uh, heaps of weight with flu. So nah. yeah, yeah. Um, it was good to see it's, that he It's was almost like in, everyone staying uh, at home for the last few years has yeah. uh, played into a bad flu season. <laughs> the, the, yeah. the, flu, the flu this year is, uh, is quite severe by all mm-hmm. accounts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but well, it didn't slow him down too much. So nah. he was back to the form that he was in earlier this season. Yep. And then for the Eagles, it was really only 10... Tim Kelly played a bit of a lone hand, had 38 touches. Uh, Jack Darling chip in for four goals, but um, yeah, they're yeah they're hanging out for the buy. I, su- I would suspect trying mm-hmm. to get some reinforcements back uh, into yeah. their engine room. Long way for them to go. Yeah, very long season. Yeah. West Coast fans. It is, it is. Yep. Uh, no, they've, they've enjoyed just, being good. I can't really remember West Coast being bad, to, to be honest. Like, yeah, that's yeah. right. I mean, yeah. Okay. Double double pain of having never been rubbish before and now uh, Fremantle uh, you know, right up the <laughs> that, Yeah, exactly. exactly. So, just to rub us It's uh, hard times in Perth at the moment, I think, if you're yeah. an Eagles fan. Yeah, the world's upside down uh, for Eagles fans, that's for sure. Taking mm. off the blue button on the purple. <laughs> the Homer Simpson, the Homer Simpson into the hedge meme. Jeez, I think if you do that in Perth, you get shot. Like <laughs> them and, and Adelaide, it's it's really it's. It, are you an Eagles or are you, you a Dockers fan? Are you a Crom or are you a Power fan? Uh, they they don't tend to like each other too much. I'm not going to make a joke. But we're on the internet. You can't yes. make jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Not that joke. Let's keep going. <laughs> All right, you can tell us after. Uh, 
Uh, speaking of St Kilda just before, they are currently 45 points up against North. I think you can put them in uh, the winner's column for this week. Massive, mm. massive game at 3.20. Steam, we'll make sure you're off uh, in time to, to catch first bounce here in Collingwood Carlton. Uh, the fun tidbit from last week that we spoke about, uh, 128 apiece in this age-old rivalry, uh, two of the big Melbourne clubs, uh, two of the oldest footy clubs uh, in the world, uh, going and to do battle uh, this afternoon. Carlton will start favourites. Um, you quietly confident over there, Steam, or a bit of a danger game, do you think? Uh, yeah, feeling good, I think. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, feeling good about it. Um, Collingwood were impressive last week, though, having mm-hmm. said that, against... Uh, Fremantle, bit of a shock uh, win and shock upset for them over in the West. So, you know, you don't put these ones uh, in the book before actually playing the game. And, uh, but yeah, I think the Blues, they've got the buy next week. So they'll be making sure they give 100% today. Don't slack off uh, before that buy. Mm. Yeah. And really want to get, you know, that uh, all time ledger, want to get it back in our favour, mm-hmm. uh, get the victory. So, um, yeah, expecting a victory. You know, it's a bit of fun looking at uh, the team photos from like 1904 or whatever, and you, you realise how <laughs> old these these rivalries are, and the, yeah. the, you wouldn't even yeah. think they're playing footy with what they're wearing. And oh. it's well, it, some of the um, oh, speaking of old photos, it kind of remind me some of the good chat this week was a uh, I think it was Simon Black who. Uh, posted a photo from 2003 uh, Brisbane Lions footy trip mm. to New Orleans mm. of current uh, Carlton and Collingwood coaches, uh, Michael Voss and Craig McRae together. Mm. Uh, must have been a bit of a dress-up party, had kind of <laughs> the bit of the chest uh, showing. And uh, so, the, yeah, the photo during the rounds because, of course, uh, great uh, teammates uh, mm-hmm. over that yeah. uh, very successful era uh, for B- Brisbane and now first time uh, clashing heads uh, as uh, head coaches of uh, the two storied uh, clubs. Uh, so, yeah, a bit of a – maybe there'll be a, a lunch uh, bet or something like that for the, the two great men uh, there for this one. <laughs> a bit of blue steel. Uh, that, uh, that photo is fucking elite. I just, just looked it up. There's, uh, there's some purple and orange felt kind of pimp get-ups uh, going. Uh, and, uh, yeah, a lot of Zoolander. Uh, it, it is Zoolander. Uh, about, That's what about oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah. no, that's the outfit, the same outfit they wore, ah. um, in, in one of the scenes. Owen Wilson and Ben Stiller. Yeah, yep. Zoolander, <laughs> great movie. <Yeah>, definitely. <laughs> okay, Port uh, take on Essendon in the late game. Uh, can Essendon jag and upset here, or is Port's good form going to keep rolling? Oh, one of the things I heard this week was that um, so last week. Bombers were told, you know, bring your mouth guard to training. You know, we're going to get a bit uh, tough and get a bit physical this week. Uh, I just mentioned before, a little bit of sunny skies here, but they're expecting a bit of rain come in the evening. Uh, so apparently this week at Essendon, they turned the sprinklers on them. Said, oh, really? yeah, in, right. in the wet, you know, we're going to get ready for a game in the wet. Yep. And um, so mouth guards last week, uh, you know, ponchos and um, you know, sprinklers <laughs> this week. So. Uh, we'll see if they've uh, adapted to the wet weather uh, 
uh, conditions uh, when the game comes. But I, I think uh, Port will be too good for Bombers in this one. What about the old longest yard scene when they train in the uh, <laughs> muddy, <laughs> muddy <laughs> field and then the prisoners, they come out. and the, Schoolyard bullshit. Yeah, that's right. They play some schoolyard <laughs> bullshit. Good movie also. Um, <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think all things kind of point to Port Adelaide continuing uh, their run of good form. Uh, you, when you look yeah. at the way that these lists match up, uh, you definitely uh, – yeah, you can see why Port are sort of dollar twenty favourites. Maybe pump the unders uh, if it's pissing down rain there in Port Adelaide. Uh, in Adelaide tonight. In Adelaide. Yep. Any uh, any fi- probably home as well. By yeah. Fifty uppers too. So. Any final comments, Steam, before we let you go and uh, catch this match up between uh, the Pies and Blues? Oh, Goldie's just taking a hanger in the square. That was nice. But um. You must be five seconds ahead of us. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't seen any hanger. Here we go, boys. There's something coming, something coming. <laughs> uh, you did tell me there could be internet problems at, at Monk's house. Yeah, so, so we've obviously. got the ball coming in, the top of the square. Oh, there we go. Yeah, there go. <laughs> Big Goldie. Ruckman that fly. How good. <laughs> yeah, I think it's good Good to see AFL, I think, um, now that Melbourne's lost, you know, everyone's got a loss on the board. Everyone's got a win on the board. Um, you, know, you, you guys were mentioning how close it is in, in the top eight, um, you know, though, especially between probably fifth and uh, tenth. So, and, and just great to see um, all that they've done this week and last week uh, for the Indigenous rounds. Mm. Uh, you know, even as they're showing the highlights of this hangar, you know, you've got the flag uh, painted in the square. You've got them uh, yeah. with their... A special uh, jerseys on, um, which are always really interesting to see that the details in and the stories behind them. So, um, well, yeah, last, qu- really last question for you. Weeks of footy. Last question for you, Mickey. Uh, a little bit on that. Do you think they'll expand into Northern Territory in Tasmania? Oh yeah, we're, we're chatting a bit about this uh, during the week. Mm-hmm. So obviously, Tassie has been the chat for a while, Long and time. yeah, they're looking at putting a bid uh, together, and uh, I think. You know, that that has um, it could be feasible uh, going into Tassie. Uh, you know, they support uh, the games that happen in Launceston and Hobart uh, get a lot of interest. Um, and then they mentioned, yeah, if you go to 19, that's a bit of an odd number. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, kind of doing yeah. even numbers makes sense. Uh, so, yeah, NT got thrown up as a, uh, um, a possible location. Well, yeah, I'm not so sure about that. Um, that that to me yeah, just I, that just completes the infinity stones. That's every state then has a football team. But yeah, well, I mean, state and territory yeah. except us. Actually, that leaves us. Yeah, we got, we got three three giants. Yeah, well, that, yeah. <laughs> as kind of you guys in Canberra and me being ex Canberra, we go. Yo, what about me? Shut it off. But because uh, I think Canberra population wise is much bigger than the whole of Northern Territory yes. and. I don't think it affected them too much last night with the game that they had in Darwin, but I know uh, these kind of tropical locations, and when they went up, the Saints played Port Adelaide up in um, Cairns? Cairns a few weeks ago, and it wasn't raining, but the humidity uh, in the mm. night time just makes a ball like a bit of a cake of soap. Mm. Um, so, you know, and I, I, for one, wouldn't want to be training uh, pre-season training up well, in these you kind of tropical locations. <laughs> so I just don't know how feasible uh, it is. Uh, Canberra s- screams as a um, you know, possible um, location for a 20th team. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and uh, you know, if Bris- 
you know, places like Perth and Adelaide keep expanding and they're, you know, so footy mad. You mentioned, you know, there's only two teams between those locations at the moment. Yeah. You know, f- like feasibility, um, you know, the, the potential for the market there, maybe, I don't know. Mm. Um, or or maybe they'll do what they've done and, and re- relocate uh, a team or something like that. Who knows? I think that's an interesting point that you, you bring up there between Perth and Adelaide. Uh, with you know Port Adelaide when they came into the comp being an existing Sandful club and having a supporter base, it would be interesting to see if the AFL goes, oh well, maybe we we don't want to expand. Let's let's sort of put our our faith in an existing Sandful uh, or Waffle team yeah. for, for that twenty well, spot. It's, um, I guess what the league has kind of done with Dolphins, right? Like yes, exactly. Exactly. Kind of existing yep. Yep. Um, in lower let. Lower tier competition. A, a big team. leagues club as well. Um, so. Yeah, yeah. Good stadium. Yeah, that's right. So got Good a lot name, of infrastructure established, not having to start from scratch. So yeah, yeah. The the reason why that we were talking about uh, Darwin as a possible uh, expansion uh, area was the NT government had uh, released plans for a three hundred million dollar stadium with a semi partial roof, which may be able mm. to uh, mitigate some of the effects of the humidity up there. Mm. I wonder if the people will go for it up there. That's it. Seems to be a lot of money. Well, they are footy, they are kind better. of footy mad. Up there? Well, yeah. the question of that 300 mil was like half of it air conditioning. I was going to say, it's <laughs> a big air conditioning unit. That's a, that's a big power bill. At Fridgy Boys, uh, any, any Fridgies listening might, might have some work up in Darwin for you. Yeah, I think the population's interesting, isn't it? Because what, I think Darwin's about 100. Can you chase up Darwin? I think it's about 150. 150 yeah. I think it's about 150. About 200 so, across the, st- the, the state. I so think. if you want... You know, fifteen, twenty in the in the stands. You need one in ten people in the town in the in the stands. So Whereas I think we're at like three fifty population with wise. with Queen Bean, I think over four hundred. Yes. Uh, but then the other counter argument is here: you've got to compete with rugby league and rugby union. Whereas course, up there, it is nothing. footy. Uh, if you look at uh, you know all the footy, they got footy a basketball play. team, don't they? Uh, no, Not they don't have a basketball team. No, I don't think they have anything in no. there. There you go. Yeah, which something to get behind tells you. Yeah, probably. True. Probably so it speaks to the market, though. So, well, yeah, to the market, right. seems that everyone else has thought, nah, not feasible. Yeah. <laughs> would Darwin be able to attract players up there? Oh, well, we money the, talks. I think. Yeah, yeah. we had the same it, conversation about PNG. So, yeah, yeah but it's different. It, it is across, it is across Darwin's still in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> t- Tassie is technically over the water. You're going to have a bit of a fly there. Yeah, well, <laughs> if I put you in a nice house in Port Moresby or in uh, Hobart, I'll true, true. We'll see, where, see which one you go to first. Yeah, well, yes. one's yeah. cold, one's warm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, off to Port Moresby, Sean goes. <laughs> see you next week on the SQ, coming live from Port Moresby. <laughs> uh, population of Darwin, please, Jim. Uh, as of 2021, uh, 161,000. Okay, yeah. yeah. So yeah, you look, you're looking... small. Yeah, you're looking. That's that's like that Bendigo, Ballarat kind of mm-hmm. uh, chat. So I don't know. Rural Victoria might be going. Hey, <laughs> 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 they get a team. Why do we get a team? There's not a thousand fucking degrees either. Well, they, yeah, they play games at Ballarat, so yeah. it's like, hey, yeah. we need a team. All right. Well, Steve, I think that's it uh, for you. Thank you, Thank you very lad. much for joining us and your uh, vital contributions to our cricket mm-hmm. and footy chat to start off the show. Um, we'll hope to get you back uh, for another episode soon. Uh, pleasure as always, boys. Um, yeah, time to nick off and watch the blues. <laughs> Go you blue baggers. <laughs> we might get that on uh, the screen for the second half here of this Esky episode. 
Steam will mm-hmm. drop out. Sean will uh, look after that. See you, fellas. See you, mate. See ya. Have a good one. And we will talk some rugby league. We are at the halfway point of the season. The Dragons are currently leading the Canterbury Bulldogs 16-6. to uh, This game screamed of a Canterbury win to me, given <laughs> they're, they're at Belmore for the first time since 2019. The Dragons don't have a great recent record against the Dogs. Are, are we feeling fake Very in Cummings? No, I don't, um, I don't want to comment. <laughs> 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 given that I've got personal investment in this. Uh, no, ben, fi- ben no financial, just emotional, which yeah, yeah. tends to hurt more. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, ben Hunt looked good in the first half. Sure did. Uh, here we put try. putting his hand up for uh, possible origin selection, yeah, which we spot, will talk about after reviewing the weekend's game. So Thursday kicked us off with a Melbourne Storm clinic against Manly, twenty-eight to eight. No Harry Grant. He done his adductor, but mm-hmm. seems to be low grade. Should be good for Origin. Is That's the chat. chat. Jerome Hughes back in the seven jersey was a big factor for the well, Melbourne Storm. Jerome Hughes in Storm win, I think, is the, mm-hmm. the former. I, yeah. I saw some stats with Jerome in the team. There's like an 84% of games won. Mm. With Munster in the team, it's like 64%. Mm. Uh, and then there was – that was a comparison with uh, they were using with Munster. And then I think it was something like um, without the other one. Uh, so Jerome won more often – uh, when he had games without Munster, when Munster didn't have Hughes, they lost more games. Oh, so, that's, that's interesting. So it was interesting, yeah. yeah. So it goes to the chat of why they signed Hughes first and gave him that big deal and re-upped him over and doing Munster. Ah. The, the stats yeah. don't lie in that regards. They win more games uh, having Hughes there. And I think this kind of showed, because we've got the stat there, is this Cam Munster show. Absolute, absolute clinic. Yeah, well, it just... Sh- you know, Hughes, I guess, frees Munster up to do all the the, the good creative mm. things that he needs yep. to he, he wants to do. So he doesn't have to do all the other management and game management shit. And Hughes does all that work, does all the good kicking game, and puts them in the spots where Munster can uh, score points. Batman needs Robin, bro. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cam Munster, his stat line: two tries, one try assist, five tackle busts, one hundred forty nine run meters, ninety two fantasy points. Uh, the the chat again will I imagine this week will be who's going to sign him? Uh, are Redcliffe going to throw a bunch of money? Or keep calling Redcliffe? Are uh, the Dolphins? The Dolphins? The Dolphins going to throw? Dolphins that are in Redcliffe that are not called Redcliffe? Oh no, Canterbury's in already. <laughs> <laughs> the fades on, bro. The fades on. Sixteen ten, kick to come. Uh, Storm. Looking like old Storm, and it, I think uh, the caveat with them getting pumped uh, um, by Cowboys yeah. was no Jerome Hughes. Yes, no Jerome Hughes. So, and I think the on the the Munster signing, I'm thinking post Origin would come if he has a really good Origin series. I think that's maybe what he would kind of show and show his wares with quality talent, mm. the most the best talent he's probably going to have in a side. Mm. Um, and then if he can do really well in there, that's maybe adds. A couple hundreds or thousands to his mm. what, what he's hoping from mm-hmm. that seven to the over a mil, and then yeah maybe someone uh, he could do a deal with the Dolphins or forced Storm to give him a bit more than maybe what they're offering is why he hasn't signed. It'd be yeah, interesting to see. Uh, mm. That's my feeling. Post Origin period is when we might have a monster signing. Kieran Foran's 250th game uh, was kind of spoilt by the scoreline. Uh, we spoke last week with Manly losing Tommy Turbo. They they are a different team without Turbo, and it kind of showed um, here. Also, a bit of a fierce rivalry between these two teams. They've met mm-hmm. twice in grand finals. We had the, the Battle of Brookvale, you know, 10, 11 years ago. Was Is one, of, right. one uh, of those official and one not? Yeah, one, yeah, one stripped from... 
uh, Melbourne won one and Manly won. pumped them in the other one. Yeah. But only one now officially the stands. Yes. Exactly. Um, but yeah, and the, the, like the battle, like I was saying, the battle of Brookie mm-hmm. where there was a bit of a brouhaha between mm-hmm. um, Glenn Stewart yeah. and who was the other bloke? Battle of Brookvale. Chase that up. Glenn yeah. Oh, this uh, is... From Melbourne. Croker? Nope. No. Nope. Not Michael Nope. Croker. Chase it up. Chase he it up. He likes a bit of a biff. That's why I threw him out. <laughs> he did. He didn't want a bit of a biff. Oh, Mick Croker. Whilst you chase that up, let's talk Panthers-Cowboys. Panthers win 22 zip. The Cowboys come crashing back to earth after six on the trot. Adam Blair. Adam Blair. Uh, there you go. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's remember that guy. Remember that. <laughs> remember that. <laughs> yeah. uh, did... They're... Their careers would be done these days. If <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's life. Yeah. That's life. Uh, <laughs> I, I think they, life, no parole. Yeah, we talked about in the AFL section about the D's kind of being the the test. So the Cowboys have come to the Penrith as their test. Yeah, li- found yep. lacking here. Yep. Didn't even score a single point. Yep. Uh, and mm. the Penrith, you know, scored twenty two and. Uh, we're way more competitive. Just showed showed their class as the the top team currently in the competition. They look way too good. Like they, like Melbourne look good. Penrith look that that class above. There are four points ahead on the ladder, uh, and someone who also looks way too good. Isaiah Yo, uh, he was leading the Daily M with seventeen votes. Uh, I think ahead of Nico Hines and Ben Hunt. Yes, uh, who were both on sixteen. Pappy Mitch Moses fifteen apiece. So now is the round where the Daily M votes. They go behind clo- closed doors. So it's. You know, becomes more speculative. Um, I reckon he may have got the three votes in this. He, he got at least two. He's putting together uh, an, a remarkable season and will no doubt be named as the New South Wales 13 in a few hours. Yep. Um, I suppose a lot of the, the chat moving forward, as per last year, will be, you know, do they make the GF and can anyone beat them when the time counts? Obviously, they're going to finish top two and uh, a mm. class above everyone else. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure a team has formed like South did last year um, that could then beat one of the two and you know get their way into the final. At the moment, it's just these clear two. Yeah. And there's no one really in that third or fourth spot yet that I think, because uh, I think it's what, it's Cowboys and Brisbane in those spots. And they're they kind of yeah. really had an insurgency this year. Um, but, yeah, there's no kind of club with stars that are kind of ready to go to really push these two. Come yeah, finals time. Para, and anything para for me. Para for me is is that smoky. Uh, you know, yeah, we, we, we like to we like to. They're the ma- Dave Grohl's bro. The Dave so. Grohl's, <laughs> the pretenders. We like to like to uh, you know laugh at at Parramatta fans' yeah. expense on this show. Yeah. But their track record mm. is good. That they've they've got wins against both these sides. True. Can, can they do it when it counts? I think that's going to be the big thing for Parramatta. Um, yeah. And and you know, on paper, like Mitch Moses is is. Is just getting better and better. Dylan Brown is getting better and better. Gutho, obviously, an elite player. Mm-hmm. As it is, um, that that forward pack is nasty uh, at, at Ooh, Parramatta. That's the only that one. That's the only one for me. But yeah, it does seem a little bit like last year and, and the year before, where it's kind of, you know, who can beat Penrith and Melbourne? Dragons mm-hmm. gonna be in trouble. Yeah. Oh, it could be. <laughs> oh, He's got that was a been a couple of weeks ago. Yep, that the old clothesline. That is Amone on oh, Matt Burton, yeah, lazy good. left arm, that's cops him high. That's no bin, no yeah. bin. Oh, that looks okay. like everyone in the crowd. Thirteen v thirteen. Oh, he's yeah. got headgear. He'll be right. Yeah, different rules for different weeks. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Consistency. He's um. an old wooden ship. <laughs> that's diversity. <laughs> 
One thing to note on this uh, Panthers-Cowboys game as well, um, not that it would change the result, but Tamalolo and Felt were both out. Mm. Um, Felt, maybe not so much. Tamalolo makes a big difference yep. in that yeah. forward pack. Yeah, but, uh, do they win if those two guys play win. at Penrith? Probably do, not. Not, probably not a 22-point point difference, though. Yeah, do they, do they get some points on the board, maybe? Mm, with, maybe. With yeah. one of the elite uh, front Ooh, rows. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Dufty. Yep, Dufty 2. All right, it's 16 all. Him, is it? Yep. Fucking hell. That one hurts. X-Dragon with a try assist. Uh-oh. There's going to be some Ralph Wiggum shit. <laughs> <laughs> you can pinpoint the exact moment his heart breaks. <laughs> okay, Broncos oh, Titans. Geez. Friday yep. night. What an epic comeback this was from the Bronx. 24 to 4. They were so flat. And this is the second time that the Titans have absolutely ballsed up a massive lead because they were absolutely dicking the Canberra Raiders back in round three, round four. Yep. Uh, down here in Canberra and uh, coughed up that one. 31 unanswered points to the Bronx. Can you bring up any of their um, stats, Marks, on uh, errors and penalties for me too? Because I don't think they'll break it down by halves, but they're one of those sides that definitely is very prone to uh, being turnover city when it, when it matters most. Prone to capitulation. Yeah. It was, uh, well, Big Tino had a huge first half and then they just worked him over in the second. To the point, where, like in the presser, he was like, oh, I don't think you're going to pick for Origin after that game. And I was like, well, on your first half alone, I think they'll probably pick you. Cause Tino said that about himself? <laughs> yes. Really? Yeah, because well, yeah, that's how disappointed he was in his performance in the second half and the Titans' performance in that I think half. he'll definitely be playing Origin. I he played so as well. <laughs> 69 minutes, nice. 271 <laughs> metres gained. That's fucking crazy. And I think in the first half he had like 200. Yeah, that, that, that was the point. Like he dominated that first half. But wild, yeah, wild mm. scenes. 31 tackles, a tackle bust. Uh, yeah. Six missed tackles. Maybe he was a little bit off himself for that. Uh, but uh, a pretty epic mm. stat line there from Big Tino for Asasua Malaawe. Um, I reckon I've, I might have that down to an art now. <laughs> <laughs> a name that's easier to say is Payne Haas. He was very good as per usual in the Bronx comeback. Um, but there was, the big story this week was some contract negotiations failing. Mm. Uh, the report came out that it was uh, him demand, demanding uh, an immediate lease, release from the Bronx Kevy Walters wasn't so sure, um, saying that uh, there was, uh, you know, Payne is all, has always been a Bronco, wants him to stay a Bronco. Uh, do you think he's bluffing or do you think it's a bit of the Barley special, you know, where you walk away, uh, yeah, no, I don't want it, I don't want it, and then you, know, you come back and you buy it anyway. Guess where this chat's going. <laughs> uh, this, this is why uh, you should invest in fibre across the entire country instead mm. of trying to do fucking satellite and we're getting into politics and changing in the end and such a save money and spending more money than we actually saved but we're live yeah we are live oh <laughs> yeah well, welcome back to the esky uh thanks for the heads up there uh, it's a nice authentic start to part two of this week's episode uh thank you brought to you by australia's internet speed uh 56th in the world uh behind powerhouse juggernaut countries such as estonia bulgaria trinidad and tobago uh <laughs> russia putin saudi arabia yeah all those good guys you know, also has uh, Slack internet. Italy and UK, not that far ahead of us. Maybe we need right. to move to Singapore and run this podcast out of Singapore. Yeah, more money down the track. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Uh, where were we? We were talking Talk Brisbane and Broncos, I think we were getting Titans. into Payne Haas conversation. Yes. So it's the been Bali special. That's right. A massive pain in the house for Brisbane's, uh, you know, management. Yeah, no one's ever made that joke before. <laughs> Is he bluffing? Does he actually want out of Brisbane? He's put together one of the most elite years from a front row forward I've ever seen. Uh, what are we thinking, Sean? You, you follow the Broncos uh, pretty closely. Yeah, well, because he's on the 700K, he wants to, you know, bump that up to, um, yeah, you know, over a mil. Uh, how far over a mil, uh, no one's really kind of said. Which people back in the day would have scoffed at for a yeah. middle forward, but you're looking at Taumalolo and the deal that he's on, and yeah. then you think, oh, well, that's a leverage ship for Payne Haas and mm-hmm. arguably, uh, you know, yeah. a lot better than uh, JT at the moment. Yeah, uh, so Payne Haas is definitely trying to capitalise on the fact he's the best forward in in the, in the competition uh, and wants to be paid as much. Uh, so there was chat also... You know, because when he first came in, he did his shoulder, needed a shoulder reconstruction, and they gave him that long-term deal he's mm. currently on. So they stood by him, and now the, the flip side is a stand-by-us kind of thing. Uh, but the, the play, he plays a tough tough sport and in one of the toughest positions, get what you can, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> why he can. So I'm not too worried about that. Uh, it's a bit hard when you uh, request an immediate release uh, and then have to turn out and play the, a couple of days later. Well, he played and, lights out on Friday night. Yeah, and got booed the entire time. Yeah, Suncorp, they don't give a fuck, hey. No, they were not. Well, of course, they're not happy with sure. the whole situation. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's me, it seems... Booing your best player is, yeah, is interesting. It's, it's between the management team more and the the Lions, um, not the Lions, the, the Brisbane front <laughs> office, the other, other Brisbane team, the Broncos front office, uh, Ben Eichen there. So... We'll see what happens. Uh, they've basically said he's well, he's got a contract. He's got to see that contract out. Um, mm. So it's either you know don't play, as in uh, take that Bali special even further and hold out, mm. uh, or you know keep playing, get picked for New South Wales, and you know play out that contract and then get your big deal. We'll have to see. I can't see him sitting out. No, that's pretty rare. Like we do see it in the American sports where guys literally hold out. Uh, I, I can't really think of too many examples here, although we'll, we'll, we'll get into Matt Lodge in, in a second. Mm. Um, well, I just got some reports here. So besides the immediate increase in his salary, Haas also wanted to include a clause in the new arrangement um, that would allow him to leave the team if they didn't make the top eight in the first year of his contract, mm-hmm. miss the top six in the second year of the contract. Mm-hmm. Or fail to break into the top four in a third in the third year. Jeez, that's a lot written into a contract. Yeah, isn't it? so he wants he wants to win. He wants to win. Um, and he I, th- I think the, the other bit that they reported as well, he's hasn't been uh, handled fairly with some of his uh, off the field instances as well because he got that match with him and Kelly, whereas Cobo had the the you know, uh, drink driving charge recently and didn't. Copped basically a slap on the wrist. See, so. that's a bad one for team chemistry when you're starting to go, well, this player got treated differently. That That's kind of concerning, yeah, I think, for, for Bronx fans. Uh, that, considering that he's probably their veteran leadership, mm. <laughs> in, in, yeah. would be in that group with how young that team is. But Albert yeah. Kelly well, stepped on his shoes, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Ruined his shoes. So. I mean, and you make the point that he's in like that senior leadership, like, that probably stands to reason why he probably did get hit a little bit harder. Like he should mm. also true versus that. the nineteen-year-old who's learning how to be a professional football player. Yeah. Still shouldn't be. It's wild driving, though. But how, how old is he? Twenty-two. Yeah. Uh, 
yeah, 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 twenty two. Yeah, just yeah to think that he's that good it, is, and is that it, big. Same as the troll, like the twenty two. Yeah, yeah, so it young. Bo- it boggles the mind. He's already yeah, it boggles the mind when you think how many games has he played? He he would have played 60, 70 games probably already. Getting close to hundred as a twenty year old. Chase that up for Payne Haas. Broncos fans, get at us. What is going on? Are they going to be able to keep him? 71 games played. There we go. Right, right on. Yeah. Uh, Knights, Warriors. Knights jump uh, the Titans and Tigers into 13th position with their second win in the last three weeks, sort of getting their season a little bit back on track. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave Clemmer and Tyson Frizzell were both pretty good uh, pushing for their origin selection or reselection, I suppose. Uh, the big uh, concern, I suppose, for uh, Blues fans and, and origin selection, uh, Daniel Saifidi went down with a knee injury. Looked like an MCL. He'll be awaiting scans. Um, but hopefully it's not too bad a news for Daniel Saifidi. I've just seen – I just checked Twitter in our uh, little internet break and it seems his brother Jacob Saifidi I was just trying to find that as well yeah it's yeah his rumors brother. rumors it's interesting this lead up into the into the yeah, teams coming he's, out he's had to drive down to New South Wales so it sounds like yeah he might be in the squad at least um drive down to Sydney yes so not very far <laughs> from Newcastle City. <laughs> drive down to New South Wales like where's, where's, where's <laughs> sorry where's try, you driving from? <laughs> uh, so when I when I said New South Wales I meant New, New South Ca- Wales New camp Ca- uh, in Sydney, uh, sorry. Okay. He's, he's driving down into New South Wales camp. Okay. okay. Remember, I can't read your mind. I, I need know, to I just convey uh, words to each other to, in order to communicate. <laughs> yes. Um, so, interesting, interesting. Yeah, that's a that's a pickle, isn't it? Uh, uh, Jacob Saifidi, definitely a good player. Definitely a good player. To, but the amount of good prop and, you know, middle forwards that New South Wales possess at the moment, uh, but it's, it might be a head-scratcher if he gets picked. Again, it's a report. Who yep. knows? Who knows? We will only know in about four hours' time who makes this team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ewan Aitken, he has been very, very good for the Warriors this year, but he'll be a Dolphin this year. Not a Redcliffe Dolphin, not a yep. Sunshine Ghost Dolphin, a Redcliffe Dolphin. Uh, that pack is starting to look pretty good. Um, Monks, if you wouldn't mind... Just they've bring, got no backline, but they've yeah, got just forwards. just bring up the Dolphins uh, team so far. Yeah, no backline, no halves of note, uh, but f- but forward pack looking well, pretty every, good. Everyone they've signed in the backline so far has been young fellas. I wonder if they sign him and he goes back to his centre position that he played as a dragon. Um, he's been very very good as a second rower. Uh, does very well in the fantasy super coach realm uh, week by week. Uh, hard-working, fit, sort of undersized, I suppose, second rower. Mm. Uh, so that's not it's not looking great for the Warriors next year with him going. And Matt Lodge, we spoke about his release last week. Yep. Uh, a little bit came out about the yagi-bagi mm-hmm. uh, between him and owner Mark Robinson. Sean, did you read anything into this? Yeah, it was during the off-season. Uh, must have been a team event. They are at the pub. Uh, by all accounts, uh, well, Mark said it was two alphas going at it. I like that he said that alpha men. Yeah, and well, and uh, Matt came out during the week and said there was nothing alpha about it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it sounds like he had had shitloads of beers, and Matt was just like and having none of it because he he said I drove home afterwards. Uh, so it sounds like what well, he's obviously said something uh, maybe in jest of uh, Lodge, and he's taking. Um, 
you know, it hasn't taken a world of that. Mm. They've had words and uh, Lodge obviously doesn't want to commit long-term to the club um, and play under that ownership. Uh, and to that point, as you said, they've they've paid out his deal of the 700K. So he, he's playing Park Rugby Union and getting paid 700K mm. to do it. Do you play Union on the weekend? Yeah. Really? Just, just, just a local club game. So. Wow. <laughs> That's so interesting that they paid him out. I, I would have thought if someone walks away, it's hush money. That's the point. Hu- yeah, yeah, I suppose. So it's, it, they've they've obviously agreed to to you know mutual separation and uh, to keep quiet about the actual reasons. So uh, obviously it was with the the owner of the Warriors. Mm. Warriors should show next year, perhaps uh, when they do eventually turn return to their home land. Get beaten by the Knights doesn't look good for your chances. No, it's not looking great. Mm. Also not looking great. The West Tigers season, uh, they got spanked last night by the Rabbitohs, 44 to 18. Alex Johnson, uh, we like talking about him a little bit on the Esky. He had a hat-trick and moves into, uh, I don't know, he's two, sorry, two, two behind. He was two behind. He was two behind. Was two behind, yeah. Nathan Merritt, and is now, is now the yeah. highest score, try scorer for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Mm. Didn't we work out last year that Alex Johnson is the only current player, if he maintains this pace, yeah, he's on plays track. a long career, could on track to be the all-time try scorer? So Ken Irvine has the all-time record at 202, I believe, and Alex Johnson, Monks, if you wouldn't mind chasing up, he's, yeah. what, 147? 147. And he's only 27, 28. So if he's able to stay healthy and stay at this uh, strike rate, may go down as the NRL's highest try scorer of all time. Yeah. Long time, <laughs> long way still to go. Long way still to go, he's, but he's, th- he's three yeah. quarters of the way there. Yeah, oh, and if he maintains the pace, stays consistent, stays consistent in the squad and plays for a, a good six or seven more years, he'll get there. I don't think he needs to play six or seven. In, well, he's on 147 and in for 50... He needs well, 55 tries, 56 to take the record. True, he needs to play for three seasons. He needs to play for Ken, three Ken years. Ken Irvine had uh, 212. Uh, 212, yep. 212, not yep. 202. 212. Okay, so quick math, 65. Yeah, I think he just needs to string together four seasons. How old is yep. Nathan Merritt? Is he 20? Not Nathan Merritt or Alex Johnson? Alex Johnson. Got <laughs> <laughs> you. Damn it, I'd love to have an episode where I just I don't fuck anything up the whole the whole episode because then I can really go it, ahead. It, it's pretty easy to do, just don't say anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no, I, I, I don't say much and I still fuck stuff up. So. <laughs> yeah, but you opened your mouth, that's what I'm saying. You just don't open it. Let's have a podcast where we just sit in silence yes. and listen to our head noise. Yeah. Uh, Alex Johnson is 27. 27, dude. I, yeah. psh, barring some kind of some kind of horrific injury, yeah. which obviously so plan to his we, we hope, yeah, we hope doesn't happen. I think he get, he's going to get this record. That's it. So most most uh, tries scored, sitting at number ten on the list, uh, Josh Morris at one fifty eight. Mm-hmm. Yep, not playing um, anymore. Not playing anymore. So none of these guys. Might, yeah, do you reckon he could get into the top top ten this year? This year, he needs eleven tries. There's twelve games remaining. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe. Yeah. What's the average a year? About twenty. Yeah, he if, if he can if he can stay to that twenty average, yes, he should get there, and then hopefully, if he plays longer, set set a very big record for someone else to chase. Unreal stuff. Mm. Uh, Tigers actually had a bit of a lead, and then uh, went scoreless in the second half. 
Robert <laughs> Maguire said he, he said they could win every game and get into finals contention going forward. Yeah. L- love, opt- <laughs> love, love to be optimistic. And yeah. I think he was talking about that mentality. Like if we're going into every game thinking that we can win, we'll be able to make it through to through the finals, um, get into final contention. That being said, looking at the, um, the rest of the draw for this season, round 17, 18, 19, they've got the Eels, Panthers, Cowboys. Probably can't see them getting past them. I was wondering why Round 24, they've got the Dragons. <laughs> Powerhouse team. Are they, are they still in front of uh, the Bulldogs currently? The Tigers? Yes, they are. No, no, the, the Dragons currently playing. Oh, yeah, uh, the game that's currently on. Uh, well, still yes, a try in front? It's, it's still, yeah, we've got 18,000 things on this screen here. Oh, hey, another try. <laughs> let's fucking go. All right, let's talk about this Redcliffe Dolphins team quickly yeah, well, so we can it. fuck it off and watch the rest of this game. <laughs> yeah. All right, so like we said, forward pack starting to take some shape. Uh, obviously, uh, mm. A lot of Storm guys there yeah. Yeah, in, the in, the, in the Bromwich Brothers and Felice Kafusi. Mark Nichols is not a bad get. Yeah, Mark Nichols, he's, he's, he's pretty good. Uh, UN Aiken, yeah, does he play center, oh, Does he play second row? They've got Jermaine Asako and then Robert Jennings, probably the bigger names there. Yeah, and Jenny, the goat, the Edric goat Lee Edric Lee. And Asako, and you're like, yeah. They, they obviously, and this is goes back to Buddy Franklin, chicken egg, etc. chat. Yeah. Uh, they, need, they need a spine, obviously. And yeah. then you can start thinking, oh, how's this team actually going to look? Uh, but yeah, it's not it's not installing fear, I don't think, into, well, th- into the opposition just yet. We also talk a lot about faces of franchises. Uh, wouldn't say any of those guys would be your face currently. There's right. there's like, no, your marquee there's, no super, there's no superstar. That's going to do all, like, all your media. Like the Bromwich, Bromwich boys Bromwich are, very, are very very good players. Kifu, yeah, Kifu, they've had a long Queensland. time in that Melbourne system. But is is there you know? There's no yeah. marketable exactly. You know, Gutho, yeah. Cleary, yeah. Munster. Who, who's who's selling etc. Yeah, etc. Just there. So, uh, that you know, I hate to flog the dead horse, but is is Munster going to be the six uh, for the Dolphins? And how much money are they going to be able to throw at him? Uh, Roosters Sharks. Uh, this was Master taking on the Apprentice. A little bit of Obi Wan Kenobi, Anakin Skywalker. Uh, I have Bulldogs. Good. I have the high ground. Uh, shit. <laughs> uh, fuck. Here we go. I'm gonna have a hard attack live on the internet. This is good. Obi Wan came out this week. Pretty good show. Yeah. Oh, is there it? You go. Uh, I probably. Full disclosure. I probably won't watch it. I probably won't watch it. We haven't. Done There's that. no sports in it. A big Star Wars, and you're not, and you're not a racing fan, so you wouldn't be in a pod racing. This now, this is pod <laughs> racing. I was thinking about this, and I'm glad this has come up because I've been waiting a long time to make this joke. Uh, you know, when you say something good and it's on a podcast, you could be like Anakin Skywalker as a young fella. Now this is podcasting. Bah! Pumping the Skywalker. Uh, fucking what do they call them? Pod, pod <laughs> racers. Pod Pumping the Skywalkers. You know, actually, elite elite Nintendo sixty four game, the old pod racing oh, game. Yes. Yeah, with Sebulba the Doug. Sebulba. This chat has gone from semi nerdy to a hundred percent nerd in the space of a few minutes. Uh. Shout out to Sebulba. The duck, uh, <laughs> roosters, sharks, Manta, master, apprentice. Oh, fuck, I can't talk anymore. Master, apprentice, the star, the star Wars uh, has got me. I'm fucking turning into some kind of Wookiee. <laughs> <laughs> we can't even do the noise. Uh, <laughs> the wheels are falling. <laughs> <laughs> All 
right, let's talk. Let's uh, get let's get the Star Wars <laughs> chat the fuck out of this podcast and and talk about some rugby league with um, with the Roosters taking on the Sharks. Yeah. Uh, James Tedesco, absolute clinic. A few people, you know, naysaying about. His, oh, shouldn't pick him for Origin. Oh, <laughs> fuck me, dead. Uh, he is the best fullback in uh, the world. Sorry, Tommy Turbo. He's the only healthy one as well. Well, apparently. that is true. That is true. Two hundred thirty-eight run meters, two try assists, nine tackle busts, and a meat pie. Captained him in fantasy. Big dick energy. Uh, you know, the thing with NRL fantasy is everyone's team is half the same. So I yeah. feel like you got to mix it up sometimes. You know, if you see they've got Cleary captain, you know, you got to you got to try and put all your eggs in one basket, so to say. Uh, I'm also coming 15th out of 18 teams <laughs> in this fantasy league. So take what I say with a grain of salt. Yeah. It's about average for you. So. <laughs> uh, excuse me, who's won an NFL fantasy more recently? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> where, where did you finish last year? Uh, where did I finish? Ninth or something? Yeah, yeah. second. So fuck off. <laughs> uh, second. No, second. If you're not winning, you're not. Wait. Oh, if you're you first, you're yeah, that's Ricky Bobby. Yeah, that's not true. Up. You can be third, fourth, fifth. <laughs> yeah. Hell, you can even be sixth. Yeah, opens your mouth. Fucked up. Yeah, all right. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> All right, we've gotten a little bit dribbly of late. No. Roosters, Sharks, Teddy, uh, absolute clinic. Daniel Tupo scored a double. Mm-hmm. All the late mail is that Daniel Tupo is going to be selected for State of Origin, which we will discuss in, a, the same, we'll in a couple in a second, couple minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, bit of a yeah, lackluster effort from the Sharks. Um, Nico Hines also, Origin chat. Uh, mm-hmm. The best thing, I think, to come out of this game, other than an absolute clinic from Tedesco, was Paul Gallant sitting with ScoMo, both uh, Sharks legends, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> one allegedly shattered Engadine Mackers one time, uh, mm-hmm. and the other is Scott Morrison. Nah, <laughs> nah, it's a horrible setup there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought, interesting blokes sitting next to each other, and mm. then I, th- I started to think, oh, maybe this is Gal's next, next fight. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine the, in the era of Jack Paul and people saying ridiculous yeah, things yeah. and calling out, you know, ridiculous Imagine. Gallon versus ScoMo. And they're just talking about the contract negotiations. Eight rounds. Would this be like a debate or are they actually going hands? Oh, that, that, that's they're going hands. Let's or? go one and the other. Let's go yeah. fight and then debate. Yeah, okay. And then uh, we'll, we'll, if it. Poor Gallon doing a debate. <laughs> <laughs> Watching more on the footy shows is as tough as enough. And if so. it's one apiece, if it's one apiece, which I imagine it is, ScoMo wins the fight and uh, Gallon wins the debate. <laughs> you go to, a, you go to a, a tiebreaker, which is a game of soccer against under 12 kids or under eights. And if Gallon doesn't fall and crash one of the kids with his 110 kilo frame, then he wins the tiebreaker. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> my goodness <laughs> Okay It's almost as entertaining as the Bulldogs play And the, the Dragons currently Mate this is a late match up here 28-24, uh, 9 minutes to go The Sunday afternoon game that is upcoming Is the Very Raiders shortly. and the Eels uh, A lot of interest obviously Down here in Canberra From Canberra Raiders fans This is a bit of a litmus test for them Going up against uh, the Parramatta Eels Who Dick, I was just writing not long ago. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it's not Junior Paulos. Um, <laughs> uh, Jared, Jared Croker. Heavy. Jared Croker, he dislocated his shoulder at training. That was the original chat, and then there's some talk about that maybe he strained it, and then the actual dislocation came when he was reaching for the remote at home. This, so. this reeks of Glenn McGrath rolling his ankle on the ball uh yeah. you know prior to the ashes yeah. uh one of those freak freak injuries uh well he, he had the shoulder injury 
well, the week he played yep. for the Raiders, yep. which might have been two weeks ago now. Um, and yeah, you've you know, bad shoulders, you're, you're known to re injure, mm. um, especially with dislocation. You, you, you can definitely re dislocate uh, a lot easier after the first one. So, yeah, that seems to be the case. He's got a bad shoulder, whether that means uh, reconstruction for him and shut him down, and whether that means. Retirement. Retirement, yeah, career mm. donezo, mm. uh, which would be sad for our long-term Raiders fans of Jared, um, with him trying to chase down Cam Smith's records. Mm. Uh, mm. He's the only one that potentially could do that currently. Um, he's just too banged up, isn't he? Yeah, he's 31-year-old and the yep. body is, is failing. Uh, fa yeah, failed very quickly, unfortunately, for Jared. So mm. Mm. Uh, wish him all the best. He'll see what he does in his recovery. Um, but, yeah, it's looking like he's getting played out of that squad with how well – some of the other guys are doing and stepping up, so we'll have to see how that goes. Excellent segue into Xavier Savage being mm -hmm. named at uh, number one, the fullback yes. position. CNK Charles Nickel Kluchstad has done his hammy, although it seems like a low grade, I believe, yeah. for for CNK. My, you you it, like Savage at, at at one here? Yeah, a lot more than I do at winger. <laughs> Let's put yeah. it that way. Yep. Uh, it's got a great try. Uh, to seal that game last week as well. Um, His best showing, I think, last week, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Playing fullback. So. Yeah, we could see what, what he's capable yeah. of. Yeah. It helped having a, you know, a spare fullback on the bench after uh, Chance got injured. And Chance, I think, struggling with a recurring hamstring injury at the moment. So, um, you know, though it's low grade, they might try to shut him down and rest him. Well, not shut him down, rest him a little bit to see how he goes. And that also might depend on how well Savage plays uh, in that fullback position. But we'll see. Also looks like Fogarty's back too. So, oh. Uh, I just saw that on Twitter. That sounds like he's back. So he might be playing this. And that uh, with Jack could be a, a big, big in. So we'll see how they go against the Eels. You'd think the Eels would win this game. Um, but you know what the Eels are like. Raiders are lower on the on the on the ladder, so they'll throw out a stinker in this one, and the Raiders will score thirty. The Dave Grohl's, huh? Yeah. <laughs> what if I say I'm not like the others? It's not copyright if you sing in it, is it? Slash butchering. Uh, it depends on how close you are. Oh, so we're fine. Going into this game, the Parramatta Eels are a dollar fifty. Uh, the Canberra Raiders at home, two dollars sixty. Mm -hmm. All right, Origin. Origin. Chat. Yeah. I'm yeah. horny. I, I want to discuss. Uh, there's lots of news, uh, you know, news in air quotes for those listening. Yep. yep. Uh, coming start, out. Start with New South Wales? Yeah, we'll start with New South Wales. I've picked my New South Wales team. I think this mm. side, well, I thought this side goes close to picking itself as big Blake Laurie crosses over and the boys are fucking yeah, fired up here. Might have sealed it with five yeah, to go. Kick that. That'll, yeah, that's yeah, a, that's yeah a straight doing. in front. Ooh, I'm not going to say they're home, but I'm saying they're fucking... They're thinking about it. Um, okay, so this is my New South Wales origin side. Uh, Joey Johns released mm -hmm. uh, his origin side. You'd think uh, him and Freddie reasonably close. He'd be close-ish. Also, you have to kind of think about the influence of the media and yeah. does he need a few in there that, you know, to throw you off from what's actually happening. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's got to have at least one smokey. That's the headline. That's right. That's right. <laughs> this is my New South Wales origin side. No real surprises, but we're about to find out. One, Tedesco. Fucking lock him in. Any conjecture like, is yeah. moronic. He's the best fullback in the world. Brian Toto, I think, retains his position on the wing despite missing a lot of play uh, this year. Uh, mm -hmm. Has been back for a, a couple of rounds, but uh, I think I think Freddie is a kind of pick-and-stick kind of uh, fella. 
the centers is obviously where we'll a lot see. of see <laughs> the, the chat has been maybe on the other direction. We're gonna we're about to find out. That's why it's yeah. fun to talk about it three hours before it unfolds. Uh, the, the, a lot of conjecture has been around these centres. Yep. And I think from what I've seen out of Katoni Staggs this year, I think he has to make his origin debut. Yeah. Uh, you've watched a fair bit as a, as a Broncos <laughs> man. I think that's the chat's been Staggs and Crichton. Um, yeah. But you've, it's interesting you got uh, Graham there. Well, because cause he, was in the so- he was in the squad last year. Yeah. And, and, the and chat- he had a fucking rip snorter mm-hmm. uh, last mm-hmm. night as well. And the chat on mm. Staggs is, though, defensively, he's been a very unders, whereas Graham, on the other hand, hasn't. Mm. So I guess mm. your, your choice is do you go with someone better in defence for Origin or you go for someone that can potentially win you the game? Yeah, well, ideally so you want both. But I, I think, yeah, Staggs has that X factor perhaps yeah. that, a, that a Campbell Graham so or, I, so or I th- a Stephen Crichton doesn't have. Yeah, so I think uh, what you've got there might be the other way around where you've got Crichton's the definite. Debutant here, uh, and then it's whether it's Stag- they pick Stags or Graham. Okay, okay, that's yeah, that's a, that's an interesting interesting take. Uh, so I don't know, just I'm going off what I've seen, and what I've seen, I, I just feel like some of the games, Katoni Stags just looks like he's at uh, yeah at a level above his. And you, you think that the going Talakai matchup, you know, yeah. when when mm. Talakai was you know murdering people week in week out, and Katoni went out there and gave him a bit of a bath, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah that that for me that that, you, that reeks origin capability exactly. And you think in this squad they will get the best out of him, and mm. he can be supported in there as well, where he doesn't have to, you know, hopefully not make as many defensive areas as he does for Brisbane. About to find out. That's why it's very good. <laughs> another and another position which is really interesting is this. Other wing, assuming Toto gets picked, yeah, well, that's which the is question. a big assumption as well. Yeah, exactly, because he's only just come back, and mm. by all accounts, his form's been decent. Mm. Um, but it sounds like Daniel Tupu is going to be in the squad as a winger, uh, according to the Twitter feed. According, which, according to the the early mail, that, yeah, that's the chat. Uh, Michael Chamis, uh, NRL correspondent for the Sun, uh, Sydney yeah, Morning and I've, I've seen a bunch of other people as well reporting the same. Yeah, uh, so Tupu played good last night. He had a brace, mm, and I wonder under the high ball. And I wonder mm. if it's size for the potential uh, options that the Queensland side will put together because they're they're, they're going to pick between. Uh, Cobbo, Coates and Oates mm. as their wingers. They're all pr- pretty uh, good all down the high ball. Yeah. Where, whereas uh, Toto and Addo Carr, not the biggest lads. Mm. Um, mm. So whether they wanted a jumper in there. It's so funny because all the, all the you know, this was the same chat last year. You know, Toto, is he tall enough? Can, you know, True. is he going to be uh, vulnerability True. under the high yeah. ball? And, I, he, I think and he goes it, out and runs with 200 metres in the first two yeah, origins. Yeah. And, and I think it also helps lights out. when you have, scoring tries you have Big those. Turbo and Big Luttrell inside you. So uh, Okay, yeah, yeah, that's interesting. That's so, interesting. you know, matchups makes games, of course. Um, he's going to have Crichton there, who's a big lad, so I don't think that's too much of an issue. Adokar, he hasn't really impressed too much in this game so no. and I think he's gonna unfortunately get the bulldog treatment of you're on a shit squad <laughs> you're not really getting much ball in the wings so unfortunately uh, your numbers are real down this Pr- year pretty mm. rough isn't it yeah. for a winger you need he's your, the, well, your, he's your captain ev- everyone in inside you to be performing uh, but yet yeah, we haven't seen Melbourne Storm Josh Adokar this year no. Does does it cost him his origin jersey? If yeah. if you asked me at the start of the season, I would have said hell hell no. no like pick, pick and stick, pick and stick. And but now yeah. you know after half a season of rugby league and and all the the conjecture and is someone kind of confined to their system when they're playing on the wing? Mm. You, you think about Daniel Tupo and, and in a better side, uh, you know, is he a better one on one winger than 
than at Okar. He's got Origin experience. It's uh, it's it's a real head scratcher, and I'm, yeah. I'm glad I'm not a, I'm not a coach on a selection panel because I'm I, I, yeah. couldn't, I couldn't separate them. I don't think it's hard because you always talk about how Origin just players just play on another level for Origin as well. So like, can you rely on Adokar being in the team and just? Playing like he's played in previous seasons. I think so. he's, well, he's so skillful. Current, Gus Gould, the fastest the fast man in the world. Yeah, everyone yeah. forgets that Daniel has also played for Queen, yeah. for, for New South Wales. Yeah. Queensland, so yeah, it's, it's he's not a debutant in that regard. No, oh no, definitely not. Um, do you want to run through Lui, the next lot? Lui, they, they Cle- pick themselves. Luai Cleary, I think, pick themselves. I don't think we're even going to. picks himself. I don't think we're going to discuss that. Haas, maybe Hooker. There yeah. was a little bit of chat around Appy Corusau. I Cook's think been good though. The last few, the, probably the last month, uh, where where Cookie has just absolutely carved up a few sides. Uh, he's he's he does things that other hookers can't really do with yeah. that with that pick and 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 run from yeah, beach, beach sprints, bro. Beach sprints, the scooting <laughs> from dummy half. I, I I don't think there's a there's a hooker that's quite like Damian Cook. Not to say that you know, uh, and there's another kettle of fish that that he's better than Harry Grant or or you know the inca- yes. who's going to get the Australia jersey at the end of the year. Uh, he's just unique in the fact that he does things that other hookers can't do. Yeah. Anyone out, outside those two you could think that? Nah, I think it's them two and then Daylight. And for mine, it's Damien Cook yep. and then a fair drop to Coruscant and then a fair drop to, to Daylight. Mm. Um, I've gone Jakey mm. Turbo at It's interesting because on, yeah, on that chat where they're saying Adoko is going to miss out, Jake was the other one they're saying that's potentially going to miss out as well. Um, He's in, the in, incumbent, uh, obviously a hard-working, good bloke by all accounts. Uh, does Freddie stick with the incumbent? The problem here for Jakey Turbo is that being a hard worker and a good bloke might not uh, get him into this side considering you've got the likes of Regan Campbell-Killard, um, you know, really, really banging down the door. I haven't gone RCG yep. in this side. Uh, I've gone Jakey Turbo, but this is a... This is a like for like kind of kind of switch. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Campbell Gillard uh, gets into this side, uh, whether off the bench or starting at ten, or does Junior Paulo start? Uh, I've, obviously, I've given away my fifteen there. I've got yeah. Junior Paulo coming off the bench. Uh, Cam Murray, I think, picks himself. The yep. other edge back rower, I think, Tyson Frizzell uh, gets this job. Has played a lot of Origin. Angus Crichton, according to Michael Chamis, has been left out. I wouldn't be surprised if if Angus Crichton makes this side, mm. um, but we're about to find out. And then 13, I've got Isaiah Yo, leading Dally M, picks himself there, um, and to stick with that Penrith spine plus Tedesco. Yep. Uh, Jack White, and I think, does get the 14. A little bit of mail coming out on Twitter that Nico Hines <laughs> is in uh, contention for this 14 spot. We spoke a lot last week about mm. Jack Whiten being the perfect 14 in that he can play one through seven and 13 and back row. Yep. Essentially. Everything but prop, you'd say. You know, yeah, Jack pro- could probably play. Probably. But then you could say the same about Nico Hines. He can. But he doesn't have the size that Jack oh. Whiten possesses. I, He's still Nick, big, though. He can play. Nico can play. All positions in the back and the halves. I can't see him, you know, being able to fill in if you if an edge back at, row at a goes stretch. In. I think he could play in the second row, but uh, Ooh, you, it's a big you, stretch. It's a, it big, is also a big stretch. Former you, Melbourne Demons player Billy Stretch. Yeah, you prefer not to, of course. Mm. 
I think Whiten gets to 14, but it's going to be interesting. Nico, Nico has been a revelation for, for, the, for the Sharks this year. So Revelation for the Storm last year. So mm. yeah, and played everywhere in the back line. Crazy. Hey, two years ago you say, who, who's Nico Hines? You go, I don't fucking know. Yeah. Yeah, unreal. Uh, so I've gone Whiten, 14. Junior Paulo, 15. I've gone Angus Crichton, 16. I've gone Liam Martin, 17. And... Am I maybe short on a middle forward there? Uh, I've gone the two back rowers, mm. one middle forward and one utility on the bench. I am not sure. The others that are in contention, Daniel Tupo we've spoken about. Tarek Sims was arguably New South Wales' best forward last year. Well, there had been chat that Martin might be left out of this squad For, and, and maybe, Tarek, maybe yeah. Sims makes sense as, as, as that kind of replacement mm. there. Tarek has that, you know... Origin built kind yes. of nature, he's big, awesome. yeah. big, big body big, throws in, throws his body around, and maybe that helps you a little bit with your big missing your big forward is picking someone like Sims as you've got an extra body that maybe at a pinch can do your role there. Well, and much like yeah. the man on screen at the moment, Ben Hunt uh, tends to sort of step up when they play Origin <laughs> yes. level um, as the Dragons. Uh, get the win uh, at Belmore, 34-24. RCG, Regan Campbell-Gillard, I think his name has to be in the hat and Appy Carousel we spoke about before. Um, if anyone makes this side that we haven't mentioned, that would be interesting and we'll talk about it uh, next week uh, after we've got these sides. Origin only 10 days away. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, the unavailables, Latrell Mitchell, uh, Tommy Turbo, and Daniel Saifiti. Glad that was empty. Yes. Um, Queensland. Sean, you want to take it away? Yeah, of course. Uh, so, starting at one, I had Ponga. Uh, of course, the conversation will be him and Walsh. I think he picked Ponga uh, for his talent. Uh, again, that X factor mm-hmm. and put him in that mm-hmm. squad with other elite talent. Uh, hopefully, he can do a job there. Uh, interesting take on the back line. I think the most likely would be Cobber, Holmes, um, Gagai and Coates mm-hmm. is there as your options. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I think Gagai is probably the only one of that list that's, um, you know, had a had that you know strong start with Newcastle and then been uh, very slow since then. So whether someone they want to use like Cobbo's size, maybe mm. play him at centres and then bring Oates, who's been very good for Brisbane as well, uh, is you know uh, partner in crime to Cobbo, put him on the wing and then Gago misses out. But I think they'll probably stay uh, with Gago with the that leadership and the ongoing um, you know. Gago plays a lot better for Queensland than he does club football and put him in a, in a elite side like this. Uh, so Cobbo would be a debutant in that list. I think, yeah, from what mm. I've seen out of Cobbo, I think he'd be banging down the door. I'd be surprised mm. if he doesn't get picked. I, th- yeah. I suppose you have to. I've put him in two different spots potentially and whether they wanted, uh, say, Oates on the wing and put Cobbo inside uh, so he could potentially get more ball. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, if any one of that list for me misses out, it'd be Gagai. Uh, also means that the Cowboys fullback, um, the Hammer, the Hammer will Hamiso Tabua Fido. Uh, in currently not on my list. Might probably be in the squad, but I don't think he'll play game one. Is Ronaldo Mulatalo eligible now? Did that all get sorted no, after I, the? I the think it all worked out year? that he's not Australian. So, uh, so he's not. Uh, oh, well, actually, no, he's Australian. He's just not Queensland enough. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Astrophysics, <laughs> yeah. uh, working out origin. Yeah. So he can play for Australia, but he can't play for Queensland. There you go. Um, so six and seven pick themselves, Munster and DCE. Well, on seven, I think it picks itself. I think they'll stick with DCE. 
Walker is probably the replacement for DCE. Don't think it's this year, maybe in a couple of years' time. Yeah, I think Sammy Walker is uh, a fair way off uh, making, uh, you know, taking over the reins from DCE, who has been resurgent, I think, this year. We was, we've spoken about it before, how we've got Cleary and maybe Jerome Hughes as uh, one and two. Yep. And then I think DCE is a pretty clear third best halfback in the yeah. league at the moment. And again, when it comes to origin, you, you can't skip over DCE either. No. Yeah. So Grant, granted, Hooker, yep, uh, big, himself. Yeah. Well, he, I, the, the I, chat I around so. Marnie and Ben Hunt and the rest of it. Yeah, so I think that conversation, uh, so for Marnie, maybe comes more into the fourteen. Mm-hmm. Um, he was going to get picked and played last year before he did the shoulder injury. But mm-hmm. Grant, I think, of course, is the favourite and has uh, been playing pretty well uh, when he's played Hooker this year for Storm. Uh, Big Tino, Kafusi, Catewell, I think, picked themselves. 13, I think, is interesting. Uh, Jai Arrow has been the chat. I'm not a huge fan of Jai Arrow playing lock and playing big minutes. Mm. Um, I think maybe a roll on the bench makes more sense to him. So then it's uh, Cotter, who's been playing for the Cowboys. Yeah, Ruben Cotter, he's been really good. Yeah, Yeah, so good last night in the loss. Yes, so whether he gets into the starting squad or maybe onto the bench, but then also Pat Carrigan, who's been playing uh, lights out for... Uh, Brisbane too. So they've got some options there. Uh, whoever doesn't start is probably will be on the bench, I think. Uh, for 14, I've got Ben Hunt to keep his spot there. I think that makes the most sense. But um, the Marnie chat there maybe is a more specialised hooker over mm. Ben Hunt. Or there's been some chat of do you pick uh, Reese Walsh as a kind of X factor off the bench? Mm-hmm. Don't think so. I think they go more of a hooker and Ben Hunt's shown he can do that job there. Um, and then 15 and 16, 17 could be anything. Like mm. I've got Flagler in there. I just talked about Pat Carrigan and, and Cotter could be in that list. Molo, um, some more Cowboys boys, Titans boys. I think the big one is don't think David Fafita is going to get picked. That's an interesting omission. Uh, he, he's been very quiet um, for the Titans this year. I, I think he's too talented to leave out of this side. <laughs> yeah, doesn't matter. He's average. That's so interesting. <laughs> That's so interesting. A bloke on $1.2 million. Yeah, getting paid too much, I think, is the problem. Uh, well, that's the thing. Well, what they've paid and what they get in return is not equal, So, which I think doesn't work. If he was getting paid 700 k and putting in the, these performances, people mm. would probably be going, yeah, he's, he's playing well. Mm. Um, mm. So I think maybe the money is also hindered uh, or, or slanted the vision or the perspective on what he's actually delivering for the Titans. Yeah, a it's bit, it's yeah. a consistency thing, I think, with Fafita, isn't it? There's, there's times where you watch him and you go, oh, there's the best edge back rower in the NRL. <laughs> and, and then you, and then and you those see times where they lose to Brisbane and go, oh, there's the turnstile that is David Fafita. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, I think they he needs to sort that out before he gets another origin key. Whereas the Cowboys boys, they've been uh, you know, banging down the door. They've been playing really well. Form talks, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Mm. And then also Brisbane. Mm. Like some of the forwards in Brisbane, as we mentioned, they've also stepped up and mm. that's why they're playing, what are they, three and four on the ladder? Or, or yeah, <laughs> Brisbane and Cowboys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they've both, um, you know, ascended here. Mm-hmm. So I think it's good. Some of that, some of that good talent, some of that talent that's pushing these these squads into those top sides is playing for Queensland. So um, I think it's going to be a pretty competitive series, especially with, I'd say, what New South Wales more injured than Queensland currently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, AJ yeah. Brimson doesn't get a sniff. I 
don't think so because he's not going to play one. Because you probably, if you're not picking Pong, you're picking Walsh. Yeah. So and, I don't and think Brimson as a hooker experiment, I don't think was the best last didn't year. Didn't work out. He's been playing six this year and it's up and down, but you're not picking him over Munster. Maybe you pick him as a 14, mm. but I think Ben Hunt's kind of is the definition of that role currently. So I think they'd keep him. He's equal second in Dally M voting. Yeah. It's like uh, he's had a good year. Yeah. Scored a try today. Yep. So yeah. I th- Think you reward that? That's my squad, and uh, Queensland whitewash three three nil. <laughs> I'm happy to put whatever money you want to put. Well, well f- first games in in Perth, and I think yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Queensland uh, lost badly the, the first, last time. In the first game will be in Sydney. Ah, okay. Second uh, games in Perth. Second, second game. Okay. That's hard for Queensland when game yes. three is the 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 Brisbane so, game. So mm. you know. They're going to have their backs up against the wall just with the schedule. Yeah, have to win the Perth game for Queensland. To, uh, if they, she thinks New South Wales wins at home. Um, Perth game, uh, kind of siding the winner. They need to win that to to, to push mm. that decider, of course. But I think Queensland's record is not great in Perth. Um, How many have they played in Perth? Is, is it two, two or three? And I there was the wet one where they thought Queensland were going to dominate. And then they lost by 30 points, uh, 40 to something. And yeah. then I have a feeling they also lost big in the other one. So I don't know, so I'm have to look that up. Monkey, that can be some work for you to do. And maybe we'll re- – actually, let's revisit that next episode because we'll mm. go into the NBA. Yes. Mm. Oh, do you want to just give an update on the AFL game? Yes, Uh Collingwood off to a good start here, uh, leading 30 to 14, 16 points in it as Jack Ginevan lines up from straight in front. Should kick that. And Para Canberra about to kick off. Bogey game for the Blues here. Go left. Go left. He missed it. Missed it. Kicked it like I would. (laughs) Beat me to it. (laughs) Uh, Okay. NBA, we uh, have. Uh, a confirmed team, uh, shock me, the Golden State Warriors, will be into their sixth final series in the last eight years. The only two years they missed out were the years where Clay Thompson was uh, riding the pine uh, through a knee and an Achilles injury. Uh, poor Luca, you kind of you feel for him a little bit. He's young. He's very, 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 very good. Uh, he'll be back again. I just you can't see the Mavericks. Winning a championship with that supporting cast, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, Reggie Bullock. So do you think that? That they need to buy or Luca needs to go elsewhere? Oh, good question. Uh, I think Luca. I don't know, from, from on the outside looking in, he seems pretty set with Dallas. Can you chase up his contract uh, and see, if, uh, you know, financially what he, what he owes uh, the people of Dallas? I think Dallas, Dallas need to try and get him some help. Yeah. Uh, whether it you know be gone, well, I think if they want to keep looking at them, yeah, go, going at a at a at another um, guard to to help him out, you know, uh, in the backcourt or, or going after an elite big, yep. uh, they they need something. Uh, Reg, Reggie Bullock, poor fella, has has this. I'm, I, I hate slandering professional athletes, especially ones that are in the NBA, one of the hardest little uh, <laughs> leagues to make it. Both athletic leagues, yes. yeah, uh, one of the hardest one to to make it into in the world. 
Uh, Richie Pulick in game three. He's, I scored the same amount of points as he did in 40 minutes. He yeah, went also zero. Did, also did I. <laughs> and as did Monkey, and as did the listeners uh, yeah. that didn't play in this game. Uh, zero <laughs> of 10. Big uh, fat donut. Yeah, big donut uh, yeah. was uh, hot garbage in game three in 40 minutes played. They're, they just, Dallas, they just don't have the supporting cast for Luca to win a championship at this stage. Uh, it will be interesting to see what happens in the off-season. They don't have a high draft pick. Um, so I think free agency is the way that they, they can go at it. Luke, deal? Luca's contract? Yeah. Yeah, so he signed an extension on his rookie deal back in August last year. So five years, um, looking at total of $212 million. So I think that's the max deal he can do after his rookie deal. Yep. Because I, I think Joker's going to sign a max deal with the Nuggets, which is a two sixty. Yeah, they were saying, yeah, right. uh, oh, I think probably you can do this with any guys on max deals, mm. but, but if you pick four guys on max deals uh, in the NBA, they're, they're worth a billion dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty nuts. That's crazy. Yeah. Bit, of mo- bit of money. Bit of, mo- bit bit of money. So, yeah, free agent. He's a free agent in 2027. Looking to invest so. in a budding podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look. Like, uh, uh, I'll light one mil will do us. That's it. <laughs> one mil? I was going to tell you 100 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, How many right. beers are you skulling? Yeah, that's right. right. <laughs> Luca, get at us in the comments. I'm sure you're listening. Uh, we'll skull for uh, $7. <laughs> that's a going rate at the moment. <laughs> uh, so the dynasty chat has to come back for the Warriors. Um, as, as per mentioned, sixth time in eight years. Steve Kerr, he hasn't lost a playoff as Warriors coach. As a playoff series, I should say. Uh, has only lost... Uh, a couple of finals uh, in 2019 to the Raptors and in 2016 to the Cavs. LeBron says hi. Yep. Um, pretty obscene record. Uh, how much is the team? How much is the coach? Obviously, it's got to be a little bit of both. Uh, it's it's a it's a crazy crazy record. Now Draymond Green came out during the week and says they expect well, to play it, Boston. It was, was this when they were three two? This was in the post game of them winning their series. So they're talking to Chuck, Chuck and um, Shaq, I think, on the on the table. So he, him and Curry came down and they're talking about, it and they were saying, "Yeah, we've, they were they were talking up Boston." And so that, it might have been when the series was two two. Yeah, Desmond. Interesting, interesting. Let's talk about this Eastern Conference Finals. It's moved on since there. It's all tied up at three apiece. Well, what about a lot can change in a week? So Miami were up 2-1 uh, at the time of the last podcast last Sunday. Exit Tyler Hero, uh, adductor strain, groin strain. Uh, I think uh, not available for tomorrow, if you wouldn't mind having a look at his status there, Monks. Uh, and what a crazy series. It's been very topsy-turvy. It's been hard to pick. Uh, the away side has won in the last two games. There's been a few blowouts. They just sort of trade, uh, you know, dominating each other. Mm. Uh, so let's just talk about the three games uh, that have um, passed since the, since the last podcast. Game four, Boston uh, win by 20 points in Boston um, to get the series of two apiece. Jason Tatum had 31 in that one. Game five, Boston win by 13 in Miami. And you think, mm. oh, that... You huge. think, yeah, it's it's massive. They win away. Jalen Brown had 25. Jason Tatum nearly had a triple-double. Uh, and you think, yeah. oh, they're, they've just got to go home and, and win game six. Yeah. And, and they're, they're through. Uh, enter Jimmy Bucket. <laughs> Jimmy Jimmy the podcaster has yeah. uh, purchased himself a Jimmy Buckets jersey, which we're hanging up uh, for the first time behind us. Mm. 
Jimmy says, oh, I'll go to Boston and yeah. nearly get a triple double myself and put up 47, <laughs> if you don't mind. Played 46 minutes. Uh, it's crazy what they ask their athletes to do when mm. the season is on the line. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jimmy Buckets is up there with, um, you know, the the best of the best yep. in, in the NBA uh, for, for a small forward that uh, doesn't really shoot the three ball, that just kind of, you know, works his mm. way into the paint and attacks the rim. Uh, he's very entertaining to watch. Uh, is there a bit of that Luca effect where the, are they too reliant on Jimmy and uh, can Oof. can without Tyler Hero can that can they win this seventh game tomorrow? That's that's the question. Yeah, mm. with now without Tyler, can they can without they the, six, the sixth man of the year? May, yeah, maybe they they can um, uh, win this seventh game, but do they get then swept by, by Golden State? I, I don't think they get swept. I don't think they get swept. I think Golden State will. F- will start as favourites uh, mm. regardless of who wins this uh, mm. game seven mm. tomorrow. But mm. no, I think both these teams are too classy to to get swept uh, by the mm-hmm. Warriors. Uh, but a game seven, I don't think – well, we didn't have one in the last round of the playoffs. Was there one – Did I don't think we've got – I don't think in this so playoffs, I don't think we've had a game seven, no. which is, is sexy. It's sexy. It's Tyson, it's Jackson, it's Jordan. That's game six uh, in terms of Jay-Z and Kanye. Uh, mm-hmm. Game seven's a bit sexier than, than game six. So who, who do you think's getting through, Miami or Boston? Well, Miami's at home, but I think the bookies have got mm-hmm. Boston as favourites. Mm-hmm. And does home court advantage mean anything in a series where the away team has won, I think, half the games? Uh, I'm just going to go to our unofficial sponsors at Sportsbet. Still haven't replied to any of our <laughs> call-outs on the internet. That's interesting. Um, so Phoenix-Dallas went went to seven games. Phoenix-Dallas, yeah. And uh, Bucks and Celtics uh, went to... <laughs> any any goldfish <laughs> memories? <laughs> any, you don't want to help? Another beer. <laughs> uh, Celtics, Celtics do start as favourites tomorrow at Miami. A dollar seventy plays two dollars fifteen. I like it. For what it's worth, Tyler Hero is listed as questionable. (laughs) You got to play. It's game seven, dude. You you have to. You got to. Yep. Season. Just sit him on that wing and just shoot three balls and have no contact. (laughs) I'm back. uh, I'm back in the buckets and. and You back in buckets in? Yes, I'm going to go Miami for this one. I'm going to go Boston for the upset. I think their team is more well-rounded than Miami. I said it last week. I like the dynasty, so I'll go Boston. No steam on the line anymore for Desmond Two Twos. No, unfortunately not. <laughs> we have it scored Boston Two, Miami One. Uh, watch Miami go out and win comfortably tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lakers have a new coach, uh, Darvin Ham. How about this? We just uh, we're doing a little bit of research on this man. He's he was a career journeyman and uh, had three years as a Lakers assistant, five years as a Hawks assistant, and most recently has been at uh, Milwaukee Bucks as an assistant coach. Uh, obviously, a lot of success for the Milwaukee Bucks uh, of late, uh, winning their first championship in thirty plus years last year. Uh, this is nearly shadow beer worthy, uh, <laughs> Darvin Ham. <laughs> Uh, one of the names was Duncan Darwin. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. That's not too bad. The Ham Slamwich. <laughs> ham Slamwich. Uh, that is an elite nickname uh, for Darwin Ham, who will be the Lakers mm. coach, uh, you know, through preseason and, and uh, next year moving forward. A lot of pressure on the man, considering the year that, um, you know, one of the biggest franchises in the league uh, 
uh, face. Mm. It'll be interesting to see how he goes and and what that team looks like. Actually, Especially come, yeah, come game one next year, yeah, yeah how, how much they retool that team. Mm. Mm. Draft is coming up June 23, so we're three weeks away from NBA draft chat. Uh, we'll start doing a little bit of research on the up-and-comers. Uh, there's a big lanky fella out of Gonzaga, Chet Holmgren, uh, who is uh, predicted to go high. Um, yeah, we'll do our research and, and see, obviously, not massive college basketball aficionados. Here on the Esky, the draft lottery, did we mention that last week? I don't think we did, no. no we didn't. Top five picks yeah. is Orlando 1, OKC 2. Interesting. Maybe a bit of help for Josh Giddy. Snubbed. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Houston 3, Sacramento 4, Detroit 5. Uh, draft three weeks away. Let's talk yeah. some other round ball. And what a week it has been. Uh, the the yeah. ultimate uh, week, I suppose, in uh, football outside of World Cup finals, you know, Champions League finals, uh, the wrapping up of the various yeah. leagues. If, let's let's if start you're a, If you're a Liverpool fan, you're probably disappointed. No, Hor- no yeah. silverware. Horrible week, yeah. really, for, yeah. for fans of the Reds. Uh, great. Let's start. Let's start with the uh, you know the match day thirty eight in the APL. Uh, it wasn't looking great for Manchester City. They were down no. two nil <laughs> at the sixty ninth minute. Nice in the <laughs> in the in the City Villa matchup. We were talking about all the kind of permutations. That's it. We thought, oh well, Manchester City could lose this game and yeah until yeah. Uh, some heroics uh, from the last 20 minutes uh, where City were able to come back and win 3-2 yeah. uh, there's a five minute spell where they scored those three three goals uh, fucking nuts bring it up fucking nuts man and Anfield absolute scenes uh, it was it was the red fans <laughs> up and about. Obviously, they got the news uh, that they were that they were uh, city were down to two zip, and there was uh, you know, a lot of up and abouts. And I think I used that Ralph Wiggum joke earlier in the podcast, so yeah. I'm not going yep. to go back to it. Well, they started singing before the fat lady had. So yeah, yeah. the fat lady had not been singing. Yeah, but the reds. You will never walk alone. Faithful, uh, we're, we're getting. You know, there was emotion. There was, mm-hmm. there was singing. There was tears. And next minute, uh, Man City come back. Uh, <laughs> win and tighter, and well, win the Champions League. Those goals, the, yeah, as yeah, you mentioned, Premier in so. five minutes. Uh, Gundogan seventy six minute. Rodri seventy eight. Gundogan eighty first. So within a five minute period, uh, elation uh, turned to despair for Liverpool Reds fans. What else? Leeds in the Premier League didn't get regulated, so they did they win their last match to to, yep. to, to yeah they did they beat Brentford to, to jump up, which uh, was no mean feat uh, no. considering Brentford uh, had a reasonable season finishing thirteenth. So yep. the teams that get re- relegated are Burnley, Watford, and Norwich. We already yep. knew about Watford and Norwich, but yep. Burnley are confirmed gone, and uh, Tottenham hold on to that fourth. Champions League spot, uh, Arsenal mm-hmm. missing out uh, with their oh, sort of right. capitulation in yeah, the last yeah. few weeks. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, I guess in terms of teams that will be promoted, we did touch on it a little bit last week. So we've got Fulham, uh, Bournemouth confirmed, mm-hmm. um, and then Huddersfield Town and Nottingham Forest will be playing off for that third spot um, tomorrow our time as well. Uh, yeah. Good. Yeah, big night tonight. Yeah, the IPL final. There's that championship playoff. Uh, you know, yep. local footy F1. on the Eskies on. Yeah, F one. 
<laughs> Mo Salah and Son Hyung Min, uh, co-winners of the Golden Boot. Son, the mm. first Asian player to ever win it. Did you see him arriving back at the South Korean airport? No. Treated like an absolute superstar, of oh, course. I bet, yeah. I bet. Had the golden boot with Sean and getting photos, all the media's there. Like, yeah, it's yeah, great, you know, a, a massive, uh, you know, uh, achievement and a big moment uh, for a, for an Asian-born player to to be get the golden boot. He, I think, <laughs> I think he's hands down South Korea's best player ever. Uh, Park Ji Sung uh, comes to mind. Uh, he's he won a golden boot, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think he's South, South Korea's best player ever. He might be the best Asian player. Yes, ever. Yeah, that can be some, some future research. I, mm-hmm. I I can't. No one really. Really strikes me as being better than than Son. No, when, when you start thinking about it, you you think more about European guys, South American guys, like you. Oh, of like course, all, all, yeah. the, all the best players. You, it's a long list you got to work your way through to. Although, caveat, uh, can you backdate Australian players as being Asian players, considering we play in AFC, and even <laughs> though they were in Oceania in those days, would Harry Kuehl or someone uh, Mike Viduka have something to say about it? <laughs> Tim Cahill, bro. Tim Cahill. Also never won a golden boot. Yeah. And also yes. all three of those guys, probably not as good as Son. No, also. Probably not. Also I think so. Also, uh, Monkey, uh, in our one video that did well on YouTube, once ever uh, got compared to Son yeah. uh, in, in a racist slant. <laughs> really. <laughs> Essentially. Uh, so yeah, a bit of yeah. a tidbit there. Yeah. Canberra Raiders are in. Uh, yeah. Um, not to forget the goalies. Uh, Edison... Brazilian goalkeeper got golden glove. Mm-hmm. 20 clean sheets this year um, yep. of 37 appearances. And player of the season, Kevin De Bruyne, mm. KDB from Man City. Uh, how many assists did he have? Uh, just yeah. eight. That's, eight. That's unders, actually, what I kind of thought. Obviously, he sets up a lot, but, you know, I suppose mm. you have to be the second last person to touch a ball to go down yep. uh, as, uh, you know, getting the assist. Uh, Jurgen Klopp getting a manager of the season. Actually, uh, Phil Foden, young player of the year. Yeah. Allison as well, other Brazilian goalkeeper, got a clean, uh, got the golden glove. So, uh, yep. tied. Two golden boots, two golden gloves this season. Speaking of Brazilians, it was a Brazilian that scored to get Real Madrid uh, their 14th Champion League victory overnight. Um, Real essentially were outplayed by Liverpool for 90 minutes, but you've got to put the ball in the back of the old onion bag. Uh, Sean, yeah. we're talking pre-show about mm-hmm. the delay in getting the Liverpool fans into the stadium. What did you see uh, you know, in the Twitterverse and the rest of it uh, happening. Oh, I saw a lot, of, a lot of footage of uh, security guards pepper spraying Liverpool fans <laughs> by, uh, <laughs> on the fence complaining about they can't get in and them showing their legitimate, uh, well, hopefully legitimate tickets. tickets to the Champions League. Yeah, I wonder if they had, um, you know, a system crash, good old IT. We're quite used to it here on the ASCII. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, dropping out and they couldn't get tickets scanned and, go and you know, fans into into the stadium. Or maybe the Seckies um, were just pepper spraying them for being Liverpool fans. Who knows? Also true, also true. <laughs> and, well, we were chatting about, you know, maybe they oversold the tickets or too many scalpers, etc. Mm. But, yeah, Liverpool fans in the end ended up resorting to climbing the fences and jumping over them to get into the stadium. So. The old fashion way yeah 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 as you do if you climb the fence but you've got a legitimate ticket that's play on has to i'd be. say so yes get get us in there you can imagine what people would, would have paid for but, those but also if they've got four legitimate tickets for the same seat <laughs> does that matter <laughs> yeah maybe not play on is it their fault as yeah well? is well, it their fault? also true yeah. is it their fault for doing yeah. that yeah 
Either way, um, it didn't end up well for Liverpool fans. They probably should have stayed outside um, mm. to can keep their week of misery going. Yeah, they went down one zip to uh, Real Madrid. Mm. Real. Real Madrid. Yes. Real. <laughs> that shit's real, bro. Keep it real. Real Madrid, bro. They're, real. they're not Inter, they're Real Madrid. Real. Uh, <laughs> means royal uh, for those playing at home. Uh, yeah. Bit of a tidbit there. Sean, you're going to have a uh, crack at uh, that, that goalkeeper's yeah. name? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Thibaut Courtois, Belgian international, had an absolute day. Did he take uh, a knee? Uh, ooh. Did you get the joke, Tim Thibaut? Oh, uh, Thibaut <laughs> taking a knee. No, I did not. <laughs> My mind went straight to Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. Right. There. True. Th- you got to work out with the Raiders oh. this week, surprisingly. Thibaut Courtois, uh, pretty much... Crushed uh, Liverpool fans dreams. Yeah, one, uh, I think was was the best player in this game. Made mm. some outrageous saves. Uh, oh, the yeah. Reds, they had 24 shots, nine on targets. That means nine saves for Thibaut Courtois compared to just four shots from Real, two on yeah. target. Uh, 50% of the ball for the Reds as well. Uh, Vinicius Jr. Uh, had the uh, match-winning goal in the 59th minute. Uh, cross from Federico Valverde and he put it... Uh, in the back of the net, and he is looking like an absolute superstar. I think he's only 21, um, has already been capped, I believe, for Brazil. Um, and, yeah, considering Brazil probably going to line up with Neymar on one wing, uh, Vin- Vinicius Jr. or Vinny Jr., they call him, might be uh, the Brazilian winger on the other side for the foreseeable future. Interesting in this game, uh, two... Two English players on Liverpool, one Spanish player on Real Madrid. So, very, very international. Yep. Real have won uh, 14 Champions Leagues, if you don't mind, uh, or the old European Cup, as it used to be known, which is twice the next team, uh, who's AC wow. Milan, uh, in uh, with seven mm-hmm. wins. So, absolute domination of, yeah. of the competition. Yeah, it's not yeah. like they have all the money. They do have they do have all the money, uh, but uh, you know Barcelona says hi, Bayern Munich says hi, Manchester yeah. United who finished sixth in the EPL say hi. Uh, yeah, obviously <laughs> money and uh, soccer. Uh, you know uh, peas and carrots, Jenny. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about uh, the other leagues. Yeah, run them, run them through. So Serie A. Uh, interesting uh, little tidbit as well. Serie A um, and. Uh, Real won um, the uh, La Liga uh, and mm. Ligue 1, so Spain, Italy, Germany. The team that won, all 86 points. A little bit of an omen, right. omen there. 86 points for AC Milan. They win their first Scudetto. Uh, that's, I'm Italian heritage and that's probably not even pronounced right. Uh, <laughs> they, they win their, f- their first uh, City Art Championship, or league really, uh, for the first time in 10 years, I believe. Uh, Inter Milan finishing second. Napoli and Juventus will be playing Champions League next year. Uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, mm. you don't mess with Zlatan. Uh, he has 14 league titles now, I believe, which is obscene uh, for the 40-year-old. A lot of questioning around will he go again next year uh, at AC Milan, to which he replied in true Zlatan fashion, no, I think I'm still the best player. He, he does come off the bench uh, as well <laughs> for AC these days. Yeah, I saw someone, uh, some chat because uh, of the locker room of him giving a chat afterwards because I think he'd, he'd famously said when he joined um, AC that he – 
he wasn't going to retire until they won a championship. So that's, I guess, where the retirement chat counts yeah. from. Yeah. Because he's now achieved that. But like you said, I think the last, I think the last time they won, Zlatan was playing for yeah. for AC, which um, is is wild to mm-hmm. think about the the length of his tenure as uh, as an elite player. I'm seeing if I screenshotted. Uh, yes, I did screenshot. Um, so yeah, he his first ever. No, not his first ever title. He won two with Ajax, which is where he got his his big gig mm-hmm. at Ajax Brandwipe uh, mm-hmm. for uh, you know for the Australian fans. For the Australian fans, Laurie Daly once said that on the Big Sports Breakfast, and I thought oh, I can talk about sport on the internet. <laughs> uh, then won two at Juventus, then three at Inter, mm-hmm. one at Barca, one at AC, four at PSG, and then one again just. Over well over the last week mm. at AC Milan, uh, so yeah, does he go around again? He's I think he's more of an impact player. I think he only scored eight goals this year, um, but still, you know, Zlatan gonna Zlatan and yeah, he's he's a leader in that locker room. I think it's the, the 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 thing you're getting out of him. But he's so he's just so funny. He, yeah, he, he, oh yeah, he's one of the <laughs> best characters in world sport. Yeah, he's he's. The, the way he treats media is, is so is funny. He doesn't give a best. fuck, dude. Yeah. He just says <laughs> he just says what he wants to say. Yeah. Uh, list of series city are champs. I'm trying to find it right now. Making for good listening. Uh, there's Latan. There's Latan. You know what came out just then? Philippines women's national volleyball team results and fixtures for list of Serie A champs. But that, well, that's their Syria B champs. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sort your shit out, Wikipedia. Sort it out. Or maybe sort out your brain Pepsi and just have them all ready to go. Yeah. Can you can you find... Yeah, Pepsi? we'll leave Marks to find uh, cause, that. Cause we'll Juve- run through the other Juventus, Juventus has dominated for a long time. Yeah. Inter, I believe, have won a couple since AC um, have won. Uh, Ligue 1, PSG dominated. They uh, finished 15 points ahead of Marseille. Monaco get the last uh, Champions League spot. A lot of chat around uh, Kylian Mbappe. Um, I think uh, a lot of clubs are interested in throwing some money at him. So I'd be interested to see what happens there. Well, what league do you think most likely? I think La Liga is the... Ch- I think Barca okay. uh, t- tend to be the front runners for throwing some money at him. He may just stay and just keep winning league uns with PSG. Obviously, the big knock on PSG is they've never won the Champions League. Uh, yeah. Never made the final, I don't believe. Uh, Bundesliga, uh, again, uh, Bayern wrapped it up weeks ago. Uh, they finished first, uh, I think, 11 in a row for Bayern Munich. Boring, uh, says Homer Simpson. <laughs> uh, Borussia Dortmund, Bayer Leverkusen and Red Bull Leipzig, I believe is the pronunciation, will go through to the Champions League. Um, yeah, Monks, have you got the recent history there uh, for CDR? Because AC there, I can see they've won 19 totals, so they're yep. equal now with their fierce rivals Inter Milan uh, and are, are way behind Juventus. Um, can, you, can you list by year? Uh, by year. Chase that one up. Uh, the A League happened over uh, uh, Wednesday. Wednesday, the A League cha- uh, no, the A League final. N- the it's the A League final. Yes. Ah, uh, you will talk. Oh, sorry, I was going to talk about the All Stars first. Oh, okay, go go. Oh. <laughs> Let, uh, the All Stars played Wednesday night and gave yes. Barcelona uh, forever. Uh, you know, you can kind of 
think about how much they really cared about this game, uh, considering they weren't playing. I was going to ask you, was it was a Barcelona A or B squad that came out? To yeah, play it was like a, a. It was like half, half and a half. Yeah, half and a half. Seventy thousand in to to mm-hmm. watch, which is the biggest crowd in Sydney since before COVID. Well, I went to that a real um, Madrid game that came out uh, when uh, Ronaldo was playing for them yeah. in Sydney. And he, I think he played 15 minutes. So <laughs> I was like, yeah, I guess fair enough. When was that? Uh, ages ago. Mm. Who'd they play? Did they play? Barcelona? It wasn't Barcelona. It wasn't Juventus. It was an Italian team. Because I think Toddy might have been playing for them. Roma? It was cool. You could have been Roma. Roma. Yeah. You were there. I'm, yeah. I'm telling you. <laughs> 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 Whose story is this? Yeah. I, I, I remember the fans were got that bored with it. They were making paper airplanes yeah, and throwing yeah. them on the pitch. Yeah, so. that was exactly what happened at uh, <laughs> Man City uh, and Real, which I went to down at the MCG uh, years ago. Also, not great viewing. Uh, yeah. Being in an AFL stadium and watching uh, soccer, you know, you're a long way removed, <laughs> yeah, especially if you're in the top from deck. the action. Yeah, so the paper planes uh, <laughs> sort of took precedent there as well. <laughs> Uh, A-League yeah. final, obviously, full caveat. We're not A-League, uh, mm-hmm. you know, ultra fans, uh, which is covering it. Uh, Western United win their first title, beating Melbourne City 2-zip in their third season. Uh, the first season yeah. with John Aloisi as manager. Uh, 06, yeah. Aloisi shirt off. Actually, 05, getting into 06 World Cup yeah. uh, is obviously imprinted yeah. in anyone's, everyone's uh, memory in Australian when, football. When do they so, play that? Uh, World Cup qualifiers. That's soon. Yeah, that's soon. It's mid-June, I believe. Uh, we have to play the Emirates in a one... It's one-off. It's not home and away. I, f- I believe it's one-off, and I believe it's in the Middle East Yep, as well. Uh, and then that's... The winner then has to go... Winner gets Peru. Peru. Yes. Fun. <laughs> Good luck. Good uh, fucking luck. Did you get those titles, Jimmy? Yeah, it's a lot I of did. Juventus, isn't it? It is. Um, What's the last 10 years? So, a lot of events. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, so, Milan, obviously, this year, Inter last year, then there is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine years in a row. That's Juventus. Back to 2011, it was Milan. Yeah. So, it's been yeah. 10 years. And a lot of Inter before that. Yeah. So, yeah. good fact checking. Yeah, it has been 10 years, mm. as per previous discussion. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. wraps up for us. Soccer, football, yep. uh, soccer. I think we're into a Thanks final round of little tidbits. Yeah, mostly F one chat, but let's do the uh, the on the Esky final round where we try to talk about all the other things that are going on <laughs> in the world uh, that aren't really related to each other, but we are interested in. Ding ding. Yeah. So start with USC. No big cards coming up before we get to USC two seven five, which is two weeks away, mm-hmm. uh, which I think's got. Two titles and probably a number one contenders fight on that. Yeah, it's stacked. Um, it's uh, it's Glover taking on Yeri Pohaka mm-hmm. in uh, the light heavyweight, and then uh, Bullet for my Valentina Shevchenko. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to any emo <laughs> fans out there, uh, which I am not. Uh, Going to murder Santos. Taking on Talia Santos. You'd think. You'd think. You'd yeah. think. We thought Nunes was going to murder the Venezuelan vixen. We thought, you know, years ago that uh, Ronda, Ronda Rousey was going to. Ver- was going to murder uh, Holly Holm. Uh, but, yeah, she will be a very short uh, price favourite there in the women's flyweight. Uh, and then the women's straw rate, this is interesting as well, Shang Wei Lei taking on Joanna Jedrzej, who we haven't seen for quite some time. Yeah, you could 
click on it and check because uh, they, mm. of course, had the the classic The War. Um, as, and I would say this would be pretty close to being a number one contender's fight as well for, for them. Yeah, her last Jedra's three, though, a, yeah, uh, two years for her. Two years, and March 2020. Split decision loss in that war I just mentioned was her last fight. So, yeah, that's come back to that and it will be interesting to see so yeah mm. that's going to be a big card we'll cover that when we get closer to it uh do we talk about Whitaker? he got injured and pulled out yeah, yeah. But that, that's so that. Whitaker was supposed to fight a tory i suppose for that contender spot potentially uh-huh. yep um but yeah Whitaker on was, this card yeah was supposed to be on this card but yeah, yeah he got, got injured, injured unfortunately not a lot of big names there. Outside of in, that, yeah. Yeah, outside of those those three fights there, the two title fights and the uh, Zhang Weili, Joanna Chedrose fight. Yep. Uh, in boxing, it was announced that Canelo is going to take on Triple G. Um, of course, they had the draw and then he won the split decision, which a lot of people thought was potentially also a draw. So they're going to do the trilogy. <laughs> I believe it's for... All of Canelo's middleweight, uh, super middleweight championship belts. But oh, for all the belts on the line. Yeah, so it's in his division. Um, but uh, Triple D, I think, is getting pretty up there in age. Yeah, that's, I'm just trying to chase that up now. He's 40. 40 yeah. yeah. So Gennady Golovkin for those gonna, playing It's going to be a tough effort for him. Uh, but he's still up there as... Well, he's in that conversation. He's going to take on Canelo again. So. He's Kazakh. I always thought he's Russian. There you go. Borat says hi. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> so, and I think the tank uh, won by knockout earlier as well. I saw, um, but I can't remember if that was for a championship or not. Beat Romero uh, in the boxing as well. That's basically it for fighting news. It's been a, after a couple of big weeks. Yeah, a few big weeks, a quieter week, which is also good for the length of this podcast, I believe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> speaking of, not too much news in the NFL, uh, off season. Uh, yeah. well, we'll I be th- getting close to camps. Yeah, some OTAs have kicked off for all the yep. clubs yep. with new coaches, which is like half the league. Mm-hmm. So yep. there's a, a lot already in camp. Um, I think there's been talk, some talk about Lamar Jackson yeah. not showing up to OTA, voluntary OTAs. Mm. But they, yeah, of course, but voluntary. I think Aaron yeah. Rodgers as well not showing up for Packers ones. I don't think he ever shows up. No, he never shows up, so <laughs> that's true to form. It's for the rookies. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's for the rookies. Um, so the big news, uh, I think the owners meeting, uh, there's a lot of chat about they're going to try and get uh, the Washington Commanders uh, head, well, owner, essentially. Yeah, Dan Snyder. Dan Snyder mm. out the door. Uh, not for any of the sexual harassment stuff, but for uh, potentially stealing money or penny-pinching or, or fake books, real books, <laughs> um, uh, which, you know, when you're talking about billionaires, that's what they, they mm. uh, don't like the most. <laughs> so mm, <indeed>. they <laughs> prefer the zeros uh, after sexual harassment. So <laughs> that is the NFL. So uh, mm, I think this might happen, actually. So yeah. They're, they're, it looks like they're, they're going around trying to get votes. So yeah. if they vote and all agree, like the Carolina Panthers former owner, they'll be out the door. And I, I've said, you know, in this episode and in previous episodes, I don't like bad-mouthing professional athletes because uh, I can see, uh, you know, they're a lot better than me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know who I badmouth? A piece of shit billionaire. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> You're by, a shit billionaire. by all accounts, piece of shit. POS. POS. You uh, could be Batman, but you're a piece of shit. That's right. Also, that means not real. Uh, you know. That's always the joke, though. You got all that money and you could have been Batman. You could have been Batman. Shit. 
Yeah, anyway, um, could get into a chat around the new Batman. It's pretty, it's pretty good. Different, yeah, yeah, true, true. It's, um, no, it's, it's not quite. Uh, my, 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 my only hope is whoever buys Washington comes up with a better name for that football team. Well, it's locked in now, surely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, locked Sorry, in now. You own I could come, come in and change it up. Yeah. Commander, um, uh, I think by all reports, and it's probably just saving face and showing a collective um, standing. Uh, they're saying that they probably won't remove him, but Don Mattel. and yeah, if he's cooking the books, though, they're, they're not going to be happy. Yeah. He's hired Risa Heller, a top political communications pro with long political experience, as Chuck Schumer's communication chief, and also with stints representing Jared Kushner's family and Ivanka Trump. So, oh. piece of shit, hired <laughs> piece of shit, <laughs> piece of shitception. Thank you. Uh, yeah, that's the American politics at the moment. We probably shouldn't go into that with recent events um, over there, unfortunately. Uh, speaking sports, Pro Bowl sucks. Uh, we talked about Origin earlier. <laughs> it's a, the Pro Bowl is it's a joke these days, isn't it? It used to be pretty fun, but now, yeah, it's, well, it's a bit of a joke. I, so I think that's the angle they'll go for. Can we stick with the fun aspect and what fun things can we do around Pro Bowl? Of course, they've been doing the skills, the dodgeball and all that stuff uh, for the Pro Bowl, whether they make it a more of a fan event leading into the Super Bowl. Kid, uh, kids, I think. With, 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 yeah, with, the, with you know, your stars, getting around your stars and spend, you know, mm. getting those younger fans into, into the, the league and following their yeah. current stars. Because yeah. you know who doesn't want to watch Russell Wilson uh, versus uh, Tom Brady in dodgeball? This guy. <laughs> I, I couldn't give two fucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Could not give two fucks. So, yeah, maybe. What about in golf? Yeah, golf, I'd probably watch. <laughs> one is an adult yeah. sport and yeah. one is a child sport. Of course, there's been some chat with uh, Brady Brady and... Chad, movie dodgeball. Yeah. <laughs> Brady and Rogers getting stuck into Allen and Mahomes because they've, they've got their... That's uh, upcoming. ...upcoming. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think, was it Brady that called Mahomes Kermit the Frog or maybe it was Rogers? One of them two called him Kermit <laughs> the Frog, so... That's been floating around for years. A part of me wants to try a Kermit impression, but I just don't quite have it. I don't (laughs) quite have it. You got to practice that off air first. Yeah, that's that's what's happening. I'll stick to my John here. So, yeah, I I think uh, for fans like us who have a spectacle like Origin, where you get your superstars, all stars together, and they play a very competitive football Mm. game, uh, the comparison of that in the Pro Bowl is just a waste of time, in our opinion. You can't do it. No. North versus South, talked, Civil War. No, well, <laughs> East versus West, I think, is probably the, yeah. <laughs> the, the way you go. West we talked about with guys. the NBA as well. Like The players just earn too much money on their current contracts. Yeah, to it's, it's, put not their worth, and it's not the, worth putting it, your body on the exactly. line. Exactly. Injuries, yeah. mm-hmm. the concerns. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so I don't think uh, that's ever really going to change. Yeah. Where Maybe a fun fan event leading into the Super Bowl. Mm. Maybe that's what it becomes. But That's mm. NFL uh, Sounds like fun, boring. Depends what it is. If you get to touch, I don't know, Aaron Rodgers' feet, you'll probably be there. His feet? No, his <laughs> cock, yes. <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't I was know trying to keep PG that short when you started with if you get to touch, but <laughs> I stayed PG and clarified. And, and perhaps it's like, I'm all over that cock, bro. Yeah. <laughs> give me two dick, <laughs> give me a dick and balls, I'll be there. It's such easy work. It's, it, the for a hundred bucks. A <laughs> hundred bucks. I'll do it for free. Uh, F1. So we had the race last weekend. Uh, Max won 
keeping him that streak of every race he finishes, he wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, his competitor there in Leclerc didn't finish after being well in front and probably would have won this race. Had mm. engine troubles. Uh, to me, it sounded like turbo failure, and that's what they basically come out and said that they've, you know, part of that engine failure was the turbo power unit. Um, Perez finishes second, had to give way to Max, had that quote of, that's mm. not fair, but okay, being the ultimate teammate that he has mm. been uh, with yep. Red Bull. Uh, and he he was running a lot slower than Max was. Different tyre strategy late. as well. But, so, so. so I think even if he'd held Max up, a Max probably on fresher tyres was going to take him over anyway. Yeah, so, I think uh, that's what it was about. Like, yeah. let's not have these guys battle it out. Different, di- different, so different. Yeah, we don't want both of them crashing out. And so... The big thing to take from that race, I think, was the comeback of Mercedes. Uh, Russell finished mm-hmm. third. Hamilton was fourth, um, had cooling troubles. It sounds like they'd uh, used all their water in the car. They had no uh, coolant to actually cool the car, so they were uh, coasting to the end, uh, in which case on the last lap, uh, Science took over Hamilton. So he finished fifth and Science was fourth. But it was good to see... Um, Mercedes kind of pushing their way into this three-team battle now for the constructors and hopefully the drivers' championship with them, uh, Ferrari and Red Bull. Mm. Uh, but overall, it was good race in Barcelona. A lot of action. The cars could follow each other. A lot of good overtakes. So that was good to see. Uh, unfortunately for our boy, after having a good qualifying, our qualifying teammate Ricardo finished, I think, a dismal 12th or 13th. Mm. Um, 12th. 12th, yeah. Not... I think we're talk, we've talked we've talking about the guy that the McLaren um, have on contract from IndyCar ready to step into that seat if they want to move on Ricardo, um, and we were uh, we were thinking he'll do all right. Now officially worried after that result. Mm. Have to see how he goes going forward. We have got Monaco, so Monaco is uh, tonight. Um, Leclerc's on pole, I believe. Yep. yep. Oh, sorry. I should read our notes going down the the <laughs> list there. And Paul um, Perez, of course, had the crash late in qualifying. Ricardo had a crash in in Q three um, um, P three in practice three. There's been a lot of crashes in the walls. Uh, a lot of mm. chat about whether they'll continue on with Monaco. And we were talking uh, earlier mm. pre pod about the whole. Uh, the history, you know, the history, one, the history, oh. but the cars being you know, the two oh. meters wide, they're mm. very big, and the course is only kind of it seems to be shrinking in my mind. It's it, it yeah. looks like it's there's just no room for, for overtaking in racing. So it'd be uh, interesting to see with the cars, with the closer racing we've had, whether that affects Monaco at all, or whether it's just out of the tunnel that's the only corner they'll make moves, mm. and whether it'll be as they start will be how they finish. And for me, as a sort of F one casual, that it was a bit of a shock that Monaco could be on the on the chopping block because it's so synonymous mm. with the yep. F one and the and the history around it. Do you think the uh, you know the trying to buy into the US market uh, plays into this a little bit? You know, the US getting more and more. I, I think it's races. more the logistics is the problem because yeah. it, it's a street circuit. The street yep. is only only so big; it can't get any bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, Unless they want to, you know, sacrifice some of the barriers and safety, which they won't, of course. Sure. Yeah. But the race cars yeah. are only getting bigger and faster. That's yeah. that's kind of the problem. And it makes so, for yeah. bad viewing. Well, it just it makes it hard to compete because you know mm. we just said there's a little, basically one corner yeah. for yeah. overtaking. The rest yeah. of it's just too tight to even yeah. throw. I mean, you you it, you try to make a move elsewhere. Mm. Yeah. Small like, tap. You you both in the wall, and then everyone behind you is going mm. right up yeah. your ass. Like it's it's yeah. just. 
And you mentioned like it then comes down to piss strategies and stuff like that. And um, going back to Ricardo a couple of years ago, he he fell short of a win, his second win at Monaco because of a failed pit pit yeah. stop. Mm. Um, lost, lost five ten seconds. And, and they, they yeah, you can the pit strategies really do take effect in in this race more than actual wheel to wheel overtaking. Mm-hmm. Um, We've had a Monaco Grand Prix non-stop except for 2020 because of COVID, COVID. since 1955. Yeah, that's crazy. It's, yeah. It's a long time. Will it be a lot of history to rewrite, uh, you know, whether it be a logistical thing in terms of the viewing, whether it be a money thing uh, in terms of US markets, etc. There's plenty of money that's in it. Monaco. Like it is, a, it, is, it, is, it is a huge event for the week. It gets heaps of people there. It gets mm, heaps it of does. the big wigs come in. But the problem is we... We talk about for the actual racing, you can't make the racetrack any bigger because you've got hotels on one side that they're not going to knock down, and on the other cool. side is the coastline. <laughs> so yeah. there's just no extra room to make the racetrack any yeah, bigger. Yeah, I don't know. But, and again, again, you've got to think about diehards and, and casuals. And, and the way I look at it, I was watching yeah. you know, the, the qualifying highlights, and I was thinking, this is so picturesque, and you're going past oh, these old It's casino, a crazy racetrack as casinos, well. Casinos, and I was thinking, oh, geez, imagine a lads weekend, you know, yep. down the Mon- <laughs> Monaco F1, and, you know, watching a bit of racing well, into, well, into well, a bit of blackjack. There is, well, Vegas. A bit of tax evasion, you know, after <laughs> that, you know. It, yeah, it, true. Well, there is Las Vegas next year, and yeah. I wonder whether that's part of that conversation a little of, bit. Of Monaco sort of passing the baton over yeah. to Las well, Vegas. Miami yeah. as well, like, is, is party yeah. destinations for big events with yeah. big big worldwide celebrities being yeah. well, American celebrities let's go versus the European ones, mm, uh, which go it. out it's to Monaco. But yeah, it's and it's a hard conversation to have because you, talk, you are talking about trucks like uh, Monaco, Spa, like institutions mm. around F1 and mm-hmm. replacing them with new tracks in Miami yeah. and stuff and like bringing in that next generation of Well, the thing with Spa though fans. is like, is a good racetrack. Spa is a good racetrack. Monaco I think, and the other problem. It's just, it's, just, it's yeah. hard to make it a better racetrack than it is now. Like, yeah, I think I think a lot of the chat around is around like, you've got all of these long-standing tracks, let's start bringing other tracks into rotation, which means you have to cut some of them. Yeah. Um, well, you, bids for tracks is what we're getting at. Mm. Yeah, so unless you make the season five races longer or whatever. Well, um, they're already doing it, I think. Was it, yeah, they, they've already made but it. This was meant to be a 23 uh, race year, but they've, of course, dropped Russia, so it stays at 22, so not mm. the longest season of all time. Uh, yeah. But then I think with the other races coming, they're going to push to 26. So uh, like it's it's half a year already. Um, it's always yeah. a long season, so at that point there is... Do they start picking choosing? Do they start yeah, those big give. deals like for well, the Vegas and Miami? They're big deals, and that's why mm. they've done them. Yeah, big mm. markets as well. Yeah. So. Do they go? Money talks. Do they go to a point where uh, a certain destination gets a race every two years? Yeah. You know, to, to exactly, yeah. exactly. Like Ro- I mean, rotation. Of yeah, you rotation. bring up the the Vegas chat. Old Old Town, Monaco, New Town, Vegas. Do you do something like mm. that? Mm. Um, again, commercially, you obviously have to figure out that deal. Mm. I think obviously Vegas has already signed up. Whatever so, contract they've got. But. Yeah. So on tonight's race, expected rain, which may make this also uh, very yeah. interesting because <laughs> uh, uh, potentially could mean a lot of safety cars as well. Boring. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, crashes. Crashes, interesting. Um, <laughs> so we'll, we'll have to see how that all plays out. Uh, what is our starting grid? We've got Leclerc, Science, Perez, Verstappen, Nora, um, Norris, sorry, Russell, Alonso, Hamilton and Vettel. Vettel did uh, very well to get into... Uh, Q3 to get into mm. that spot and then yep. with Oko and unfortunately our boy Danny Rick was a bit off the pace and we'll start 14th yeah that's it 
Um, tough, tough weekend, I think, in, incoming for Danny. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, like you said, um, off the back of Spain, like good to see uh, the Mercedes back up there. Alpine obviously had a good um, – Alpine, sorry, had a good good week weekend as well to date. Um, yeah, just a shame that Danny Rick can't really put string um, good form together. He needs consistency. They need points because they mm. historically want to compete for third – um, I don't think third's attainable now with the, th- the Ferrari kind of being better this year. So mm. it's now f- beating the the rest of the field into that f- fourth spot and they are yep. well behind currently. So Yep. Yeah, that's it. Um, and, yeah, probably the only other thing to touch on with Monaco Grand Prix is the Leclerc curse. Yep. Um, so he has not won let alone finished a race um, on his home track. Um, That's crazy, eh? Montegas. Yeah. So starts back in 2017 in F2. Um, he got pole position um, in that championship race. and Crashed out. Yep, did not finish, crashed out with suspension problems. 2018, uh, first year in F1 um, with Salva Ferrari, crushed uh, due to front brake failure. 2019, um, touched a wall. Um, very early on in the race, got a tire puncture, um, destroyed his car floor, which meant all his aerodynamics wasn't going to work for him. So they retired the car there. Uh, 2020, probably an asterisk, COVID cancelled the race for the season. And then last year, pole position um, had that um, massive crash in Q3 that um, stopped the Q- st- stopped Q3 session. Pretty much exactly the same thing this year. Mm-hmm. Stopped for Sappen on his final fast lap. Potentially to get up there. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, um, didn't even start the race on the recon lap out to the start line. He had drive shaft failure and, mm-hmm. yeah, so. So he can start tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. That's it. I mean, he didn't crash during qualifying, so his car should be fine. I don't know if he's had to replace an engine yet, so I don't know this season, so I don't know how. Yes. What the he has. Because he failed in Barcelona. He had the engine oh, failure. Oh, yeah, okay. Failure. So. New engine, so yeah, all shaping up to be a good race for him. Pole position might go from never finished to winning. Yeah, that's it. That's that's the hope for him, being the hometown man, mm. uh, to get that that elusive win. And it's massive in the championship because he didn't score any points last week. Uh, and yes, with Max winning, um, I think True. Max is in front by with a couple. Yep. So Max is currently leading the championship on 110. Uh, Leclerc is on 104. Um, and then in terms of the teams, Red Bulls, uh, yeah, well ahead at 195, uh, Ferraris at 169. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just quickly chat uh, the last day of the PGA Championship in the golf uh, there at Southern Hills, Oklahoma, which we found out last week hosts mm-hmm. uh, the PGA Championship uh, essentially every six or seven years. <laughs> just uh, a few times. <laughs> Mito Pereira, uh, he absolutely bottled that three-shot lead. We were kind of chatting around, oh, will the world number 100 be able to come out <laughs> with a major win? No. Uh, and so much of golf is, is mental, isn't it? It goes to show the mental aptitude uh, of, of guys that win these tournaments. Uh, yeah, not to... You know, have a crack at Meadow Pereira. I, I, I get in my head on the second hole, so I can't imagine playing <laughs> 72. Uh, but uh, he, he bottled that lead, and Justin Thomas uh, sort of came out of nowhere. He played Will Zalatoris, a.k.a. Uh, the caddy uh, off, off uh, Happy Gilmore in a playoff and get his second 
major win. He'd, he'd had won the PGA Championship uh, back in 2017. Only 29, uh, Justin Thomas, uh, but uh, mm. a while in between drinks uh, since that last major win. Will Zalatoris, how old is he? Because he is youthful, isn't he? 24, 25. 25. 25. Yep. 25. So doing good things. Uh, the, the young man, he's a bit of a cult hero. Uh, doesn't really look like a golfer. Um, in terms of his appearance, definitely swings like one. Uh, I think he'd be pretty close to a, to winning uh, a major. That will yep. wrap us up. Yeah, foot, footy check. Uh, king, oh, yeah. the king Guthlo has had an. Speaking of bottling, bottled. They're trying to catch this, and the Raiders mm. have scored, and mm. will probably take a lead going in to half at eighteen sixteen coming yeah. up. Mm-hmm. And off. yeah, it looks like Collingwood and Carlton are playing at a close one with the Blues in front, forty-one to thirty-nine. Can't wait to go watch the rest of that and check out Mason Cox in his <laughs> goggles cruising around. Big. Oh, what do you got there? You got Port Adelaide ahead. Of Essendon just underway. Is, there. That, yeah. is that 18 or 13? 13. 13 3. Yeah, put yeah. your glasses on back. Yes. <laughs> Do you for that, for that distance and that small? Thank you to those that have listened, uh, whether you're on the tools or on the bus or on the shitter, wherever you are. Uh, please enjoy your week. Stay safe. And we'll have Origin teams uh, mm. announced in the coming few hours. We'll yep. know who the NBA finals are. Uh, tomorrow we'll have an IPL champion. Um, it's all happening in the wide world of sports. Mm-hmm. That's it. They run goodbye. Catch Thank you. Bye.